Hello, everybody, and whoa, fuck, it's crooked camera time. Um, you know what? We're, we're just going to leave it. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Krohn. This is the Headspace podcast where I give up with the camera again because sometimes I just get frustrated. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's actually the show where we go through new hip-hop albums track by track. And um, listen, I know most of y'all don't actually watch it. You just, like, put it on and do shit, so whatever. Uh, but this is the show where we go through new albums track by track, break them down, give our thoughts our impressions all that good shit and today we will be talking about in my in my opinion a much anticipated like i've been waiting for this shit album yellow wolf trunk music three that's what's up uh so anyway uh before we jump into it and you can skip the intro bit by checking the description of this video um i must say i went to see locksmith last night oh and there's fucking incense burning shit that's gonna be like smoke in front of the camera so it's incense not anything inappropriate i promise um but i went to see locksmith i could see it in the camera and i don't want to restart because we're time sensitive damn uh so i saw locksmith last night and i got home super fucking late because i'm old and so i woke up super fucking late so i'm a little bit off today it was fun. Locksmith is ridiculous if you happen to see him. Anyway. Uh, Apparently, he's also really tall. He is extremely fucking tall. I felt super short next to him. Um, anyway, uh, before we jump into it, though, we aren't professionals. We're just people who clearly have fucking all the things wrong with what you're not supposed to do with video. <laughs> but we are people who review albums. And we've been doing it for a while and regularly and consistently. And I suppose if you take into account that 10,000-hour principle, we are on our way to knowing stuff. We're not there. We're on our way to knowing stuff. And that's where you come in, fine person, watching this, you American fan. <laughs> Basically, um, anything you feel along the way that you want to comment on, that you want to correct us on, that you want to fill in the blanks, you know, maybe you saw Yellow Wolf and it was just a good time. Maybe you bought a CD and you got laid because you bought the Yellow Wolf album. I'd love to hear all about the good stuff. So that's what the comment section is for. I'm in a weird mood, okay? It was all oh, last night. This is night. going to be all I, no, because I was, like, surprised. Like, obviously, I'm not the skinniest motherfucker, but I was, like, legit able to just, like, keep moving and dancing for, like, a while because I've been biking and building up my strength, and I was Go really on, just proud of my fucking energy levels. And then, like, Locksmith is there, and there was... It was like it was an intimate, small kind of setting. He's like five feet away from you, so you don't want to be like not going in because yeah, yeah, he's fucking. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got energy. I gotta have energy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I was proud of my ability. I don't. I don't know if you care. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about how we have a favorite comment of, of last week's video. We talked about Dave, and I cannot remember psychodrama. D psychodrama, great album. The Brit rap scene is fucking ridiculous, yes. and it deserves yes, it more is. love. So we'll be giving it more but on that we got a really cool comment and i really like cool comments from axnnxa i don't know if that's a thing um there was another meaning in the streetham line don't want to do you and i which is he is stating that the letters u and i which spells out uni as a university feel kind of dumb i didn't catch that which makes sense because in the following line he mentioned skipping lectures at university in the city of lelkester yeah that's some british stuff i don't really know what a lelkester is but this, the rest of it city name it's fine the rest of it was a dope line and what i really appreciated about that comment and if you do watch it thank you mr parmenter um it's that 
it was like kind of like adding to it so that everybody else coming to the review can like read that line and also gain some knowledge and that's the kind of community i want to build over here at the behind that suit reviews channel anyway we should get into it there's a lot to talk about we have a whole other review to record after this one it's gonna be a late night folks i'm getting old it just catches up on you i'm kidding man yellow wolf just makes me feel like i should just shut the fuck up and grind because the dude is 39 years old releases trunk music 3 ridiculously cool because he's been doing those freestyles yeah he's been doing freestyles every couple weeks yeah we're not really gonna go that much into them but chris this is the part of the show oh before we jump into it special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prada super rosco 1994 linda williams and mr jonathan barnes um yeah so now we're going to talk about the the yellow wolf and the trunk music three and we're going to start off with like the part where we contextualize like how familiar we are with the artist as a person because i believe that your level of fandom or how familiar you are with their music and shit greatly impacts your experiences on this how you like perceive the album so mr christopher why don't you talk to us about how much you like yellow wolf or don't like yellow wolf or whatever you feel towards mr yellow yellow uh, wolf i really really like yellow wolf um we reviewed his last album, Trial by Fire. It's the best album of 2017. Is uh, the that's my feeling. The best album of 2017. He, I don't know if that he really believes that, but I do. I think it's one of them. In my personal opinion, I think it's one of them. Because in Chris's have, video, he I did not. Have, he did not give it to Yellow Wolf. I, you know who? Do you remember who you gave it to? It was a song. You it gave it to fucking. Was it Gorilla? No, Gorillas. Not, yeah, it was Gorillas. The number one was that's, Gorillas. Yeah. That's that was your number one in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to Yellow is, Wolf. Um, I've I Yellow Wolf ever since I heard him on um the Tech Nine song Worldwide Choppers, uh, and then a buddy of mine introduced like show me uh Trunk Music, uh the black and white covered one. The second one, I I guess. Is so. it the one with like him? It's the one with him, black and white, or and the behind one? the Chevy. That's the first Trunk Music. So there's that one. Uh, and then I, I just always liked him, but I'm also a fan of the fast rap, trickety stuff, chopping. So that's what kind of got me into that. And then he, I've always been a fan of Eminem, and then he started working with Eminem. So he just kind of always been around the people I really liked. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say besides I like him. I, I, I don't really know a lot about him, but I just like what he can do. Well, that's th- thank you, Christopher. I appreciate it. Um, I like Yellow Wolf a hell of a lot. I make rap music. I'm not here to plug myself, but it's more to state that if somebody were to go, who are your biggest influences? Yellow Wolf's like one of the biggest influences in terms of the stylistic decision I've ever made with flow choices. Just the way he, the way he does it is possibly one of my favorites from like a, a very subjective, not caring about anything else, but what sounds good to me. When Yellow Wolf is rapping his ass off, it is amazing sounding to me all the time. I did discover Yellow Wolf um, around when he signed to Shady. I don't know if it's because he signed to Shady, but I listen to a lot of his stuff, like the Ed Sheeran mixtape, the Travis Barker collaborations, his albums. Um, I I didn't listen to a lot of Radioactive, because why would you? The Trunk Musics, the... um, I'm pretty sure I listened to pretty much all of it, like, once, but not necessarily sitting on all of it. 
Um, I don't know, man. I just, I would, like, sit there at work and listen to Yellow Wolf shit. <laughs> and it was good times. Really enjoyable stuff. Um, yeah. Then we started reviewing these albums, and I listened to less Yellow Wolf because my music listening habits have been destroyed by whatever the fuck I'm reviewing this week. Yeah. But um, Trial by Fire came out, and I think... It is one of my favorite projects I've ever heard. Like, just just that moment where you go from punk to row your boat is just so amazing to me. Like, it's just like two of the greatest songs I've ever heard back to back in the middle of such a, an interesting, well composed, and I would say pretty near close to flawless project. That Sabrina song blew my mind. Like, it's just, it was such a treat. Like, he's just so versatile, and he, he's not afraid to fuck with the rock music. Like, he even has that, like, rockish album where he has the weirdly mixed rock hip-hop beats where it's, it's not my favorite sound, but the fact that he just does it all, like, it inspires me, just all of it. Like, nice. when he made that song apologizing for the Confederate flag and shit, it inspires me just to see how he just... He's just so real with it all and like his aesthetic and you know when it's gone it's just such a, I could probably go on for a while here so I'm going to I'm going to cut it short. You get the point that you I have been fucking stoked for Trunk Music 3. I listened to the freestyles, they was good. Unfortunately, I couldn't like sit on them too much, but I knew that Trunk Music 3 was coming when I saw those freestyles and I really liked what I was hearing there. And then the album comes out and you see that little cover and it's red. And you got little Yellow Wolf standing there. I don't know. That's the fucking um, single cover for TM3. Nah, the Chunk Music 3 cover is like his chest and shit with the little fucking speaker thingies in the fucking emblem. And then like it's just the way his body art with the vest is just a really cool aesthetic because like it's almost like he can just rely on himself to be the fucking cover. I like how he um, kept it consistent with the freestyles. Um, the the chain is in the last uh, I think it's Bloody Sunday video. Right. The the jacket is in the Bloody Sunday video as I well. I didn't know that. Um, oh, I watched them a bunch of times, and Bloody Sunday is my favorite freestyle that he makes. Um, so I like how he kept it consistent in terms of like just the marketing wise. That was really cool. Um, I I like the album cover. I think it really. I say stands out in the sense of coloring, like the red is really kind of bold, the gold in the middle really catches your eye, his tattoos on his chest kind of like really go and there's like a rose and that also kind of clashes with the colors. So color wise, it's really outstanding, but I don't know if I'm really going to like remember this. I'm going to remember it. This um, this album cover though, like if somebody's like, hey, remember Trunk Music 3? I'd be like, yeah, I remember the album, but I don't think I would really remember the... Uh, album like the album cover that's fine i like the title because it's the the third trunk music i mean i don't know if there's a lot to say about it but it does make me feel like i'm gonna get the boppy i just want to bop when i think of the title like if i had a car um so apparently y'all don't know it but we're not allowed in canada to have bopping cars it's just illegal so for those of you in bopping car i I know it's not called bopping cars i'm I'm having fun okay but in bopping car land (laughs) and i'm so jealous of y'all or the low riders yeah where they can bounce and shit like that's what you really want when you hear something like trunk music three big ass speakers all sorts of shit that'll get your car fucking impounded up in canada throw some d's on it right damn i'm so jealous man don't you ever like seriously don't you ever sometimes like look at these ill ass small fucking cars no i do do. and you go i've never uh, i mean personally i've never seen one in person because like they're not here 
I, I mean, I lived in the states, and so I, I know I knew he lived in and, the states. Um, I've also been to different car shows. My dad took me to different car shows sometimes, so I, I, I've gone to see these things. I don't care enough to go to a car show. I guess I would just be really cool to like see a car bopping down the street. But then again, there's fucking snow and ice and destruction in Montreal. So I digress. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, yeah, to... I just wanted to comment oh, on the album of name. Of course, you did. Um, <laughs> I feel like in, in terms of the album name Trunk Music, what I kind of felt like, and this is my first Trunk Music album. I want to be clear. Like, this is my first actual album. You listen to the two tapes? I didn't listen fully. Like, this is Man, my full album. I can tell you, 20, 2014, I, I was, was sitting I at was my desk copying and pasting. Young and dumb in 2014. Listening to, I think it's Gucci and fucking Yella. Like, listen, <laughs> I was young and dumb in 2014. Um, I was also very a type of person who listened to selected songs until we started do, until I started doing the the podcasting. That's true. Um, but I feel like this is going to be a playlist in a way. Like I kind of get like you're supposed to play this in the car riding down the street. Like it's that's what it's made for. I don't think this is like I don't know. I don't know how like deep and personal we're going to get into here. Uh, is kind of what I took from Trunk Music Three. Like just the, the just the feel of it. I mean. I think it's it's unapologetically south. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just describing how north we are with our ice and our snow and right. our fucking cracked roads as I cycle to work and go, these potholes are going to kill me. But, like, I don't know if y'all have those problems in places where well, you can bounce cars. Well, not with the boppy cars. cars. Like, I got to think about it. There must be a correlation between you have decent enough roads. Maybe not good roads, but nothing. Google Montreal potholes just for, like, just just – so you can like let Just me know Google okay? Montreal construction and that's the other fucking sign nah, I don't know about that they might have shit construction too I've heard many bad places sure. anyway TM3 is the first fucking song allow me to start this off by saying Ala fucking Bama it's been stuck in my head and it's like you know what I gotta give big respect I think as a person involved in this little hip hop world I haven't said Montreal enough I mean I don't really want to say Quebec cause none of us here have allegiance to Quebec but like Montreal is a dope place so like just to hear him start it off Trunk Music the series Trunk Music 3 the album Ala fucking Bama and you know what thinking about what I've learned and stuff that seems like a really, like, dope-ass fucking way to start your project. Like, you got this crazy beat kicking in there. And it's a consistent, because that's the same beat from the other Trunk Music track. Oh, It's fuck. consistent. Because when I right. first heard it, I, I thought right back to that album oh when I first got that song. It didn't even click. So, that is cool, too. And then, like, you know, Slamerican, the label, his label, Shady. Well, you know, Shady. Trunk <laughs> music, super hot beats. I don't know what that is, but it is a super hot beat. And we still bumping in that trunk, bitch. I was just letting you know right off the jump. This is who we are, like where I'm from. This is what this is going to be. And then he just starts fucking kicking it over this grimy ass beat with the heavy motherfucking bass where you can just picture the bopping cars and the blasting bass. And oh, man, you can picture the Sauté de Quebec pulling you over and impounding your car. <laughs> but, um... What do you think about this song? I like, I love it. Uh, again, like I said, I like the consistency, keeping the same uh, type of sound in the instrumental. Clearly, there's like difference in it. They, they've <clears throat> DJ Clever has made some different changes to it. I don't even, I to be honest, I don't know if DJ Clever is the one who made the last one either. Uh, but it, it sounds a little bit different than the other uh, than the other Trunk Music uh, singles. So that was cool. Um, I feel like this song is just literally. Hold bar- up, hold up. 
According to Genius, I'm really not sure. It says it's featuring DJ Clever and produced by WLPWR. Um, willpower. So I don't know who, how he's featured or what's up with that. And I actually wanted to ask you folk who might know, and I don't know if Chris actually knows, but I wanted to ask what's up, who, what did DJ Clever do? And not, not just because I couldn't figure it out with my quick Googles. Anyway, thank you. I'll carry on, Mr. Christopher. Um, my opinion, my theory, I think DJ Clever does the DJ skit at the end, like the little, the little cut scene, like the, 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 the let's call it the DJ ode. Like the little cutscene where he kind of sc- scratches and gives him his little minute or whatever. I like the, the, oh. all, all the DJ effects is what DJ Clever did. I think oh. Will Power is the dude who produced the actual. Well, Mr. Christopher May, I just got it. Please confirm YouTube. So yes, no, no, no doubt, no doubting you. Just no, of course, of course. Please educate us. Let us know. A line, a couple lines that I really thought embody the whole track were uh, in verse one when he goes, I got the bump in the back with the box of bodies, creek water till I'm walking wobbly. I'm a businessman. I don't keep it political. Fuck the world. And I'm not sorry. The priest was thinking I'm Illuminati because Eminem is close to kin. And those lines right there, honestly, they kind of just encapture the whole song for me. Um, Personally, just because uh, first off, I like the way he says I got the bump in the back with the box of bodies. Just the way he does that was just really cool. Um, creek water till I'm walking wobbly. Well, first off, it's really kind of cool how he uses creek water. That's a type of whiskey brand, first off. It's also his, his album from 2005. Exactly. So there's like that kind of sentiment there. It's kind of like throwing back, which is cool. Also, like a like a water creek in like Alabama down in the south. You kind of get that, that imagery. So that's also really cool. Um... Straight up, you know, he's a business, he's a businessman. He doesn't keep it political. He doesn't really care about being nice or PC or care about your feelings. He just needs to make the money and get it quick. You know, fuck the world. I'm not sorry. That just ties into the last line. So that was really, that was really cool. Um, And the priest was thinking I'm Illuminati because Eminem is close to Ken. I just feel like he's paying his respects to Shady. He's paying that like, you know, we kind of or at least people look at Eminem as like this God, this higher being because he's like almighty, whatever. So I I like how he kind of ties that all in. And the rest of the song itself is is just more of like i'm this i'm southern i'm really cool like in verse two uh kind of just starts off like not really giving a fuck he's got money so he's going to drink he goes to a bar he ends up that you know he gets drunk and he ends up going to hooters to take more shots uh then he ends up uh his head's like rattled he ends up going to the studio no he ends up going to the studio whatever makes some music uh his head's rattled he goes to church finds a newer god so that was actually a cool kind of thing to think of as well like he's He's at a newer level in life. He's at a newer type of spiritual connection. So that was that was cool. You know, he's 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 learning new things about himself or or new things about what's happening. Um, and then it it just kind of goes on with just more bars. And I feel like this song, as the first track of the project, is really just kind of showing you who Yellow Wolf is. Uh, it's just really like this is who we are. This is where I'm from. This is the type of music. Like this is what I am. And it really, really was great. I, I thought it was fucking again consistent with all the other with the other Trunk music single I heard. It 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 was kind of has this authentic feel. It, it was great. I gave it a four point seven. So what I love about this song is the attitude, because I think that like 
one of the things that attracts me to Yellow Wolf is just his punk nature. Like, right off the jump, I'll take your piss in that bottle and throw that bitch at your papa. Smoke flying off the chopper and it's choking your mama. She can't even breathe with this funk when I conceive in the trunk. They disbelieve in the son, bitch. Best believe on the one. And I get the sense that this is not give a fuck savagery. Like... He's not really afraid to, like, literally come fuck up your mama if you piss him off or whatever, you know? Like, you, you have a problem. Like, he just starts it off going in for the fucking kill. Like, he's coming in for that. And, you know, like, then he proceeds to go into all the other parts where it's, like, he's connected and he's got Shady on his side, you know? Or, like, people all perceive him a certain way and, you know, it's almost like nobody really kind of understands that he is this real as fuck willing to do what needs to be done person so you might think he's illuminati or whatever sure but he might as well be because i give him hell for that white bread put the toast in not simply a rapper but a snap like a crispy cracker it almost sounds like well eminem uh has to be illuminati for all the fucking things he keeps me out of for all the trouble i cause him it's more like the feeling i get from that like he just he's don't give a fuck attitude is ridiculous you know and I, I just, like, I like the fact that he's got this, like, style, like, unapologetically him. Like, let the boots take a walk. Alligator. Like, I wouldn't have fucking alligator boots. I mean, it's a thing you know about, but you don't really think about when you're in Montreal. How I let the pile of what More I made minute. into the faders chopping like me should have been a log. And then you realize, you know, he's also chopping, like, he's probably literally chopping logs while spitting, chopping rhymes. He's, he's fucking great. And then mm. just the, the chorus is so simple, right? trunk shake it trunk trunk shake it and then trunk music and that's just it and then that second verse comes in and he kicks it and he's a little bit quicker he's just kind of showing that he's got that fast-paced flow he's flossing it up like a lot of there's some references in here i don't fully get like walk a country mile and take a ride in my cuda i mean i know i literally know what he's talking about but like the nuances of this lines Mm -hmm don't really connect with me a hundred percent and that's fine because i'm not southern like that but on the other hand there's a lot of great writing going on in this all the puns totally make sense and it overall paints this unapologetic attitude of his like you just almost get the sense of who he is like as chris was saying and so he really does accomplish that goal really well over a ridiculous speed and like i i thought it was a strong introduction to this project where it's like this is trunk music three this is the attitude you need to be in get ready to fuck some shit up you know and then the beat just lives up to it and this one i've listened to a little bit more than the rest of the album because i put it on the second it dropped um anyway i give it a 4.5 i think it's a really powerful song a great start to this album and one that i I don't know, man. Every time I hear it, I get kind of happy. So uh, the next track is Catfish Billy 2, the sequel. Do you ever hear a rap lyric, Chris, and go down a rabbit hole of reading bullshit on the internet? Sometimes. I'll give you an example of one right now. And you know what? It's the very first line of verse uh, one. <laughs> I knew it. That's... I've been that boy. You, you, did you do yes, the same thing? Yes, but I... I, I I've been on. that boy since I was smoking banana peels. I was like... What? But he's not the first rapper to say that. Still, I've never heard it before. Dumb. Then Jody601 over on Genius goes, Allegedly, you can get high by smoking banana peels. The highest said to be psychedelic like LSD, but pleasant and calming like opium. I was like, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> I can get high on it. And so I started Googling. And apparently in the 60s, a psychedelic band 
propagated this by giving out banana peels at concerts is almost a marketing move. Turns out there is actually a chemical compound in bananas and they've actually named it like banana seed or some bullshit. And if you get about 15 pounds worth of bananas and then you take the skins and you peel off the little bit of the white shit on the skin between what you see so you have to like peel off the outer layer of the skin scrape off the shit from that you can extract it down to some bullshit that will in fact do what this genius annotation says it's just i don't know if you're willing to go through the effort of getting ripped on bananas but it just if, if there was nothing else but hold on let's, let's from talk this, about it let's from this album it. review if there was nothing else i think learning that was fun that was a good time. So now that we have that information... No, I don't want to do it. That... No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now that we have that information, even with that one line, it really just kind of shows, like... Who he is. you were trying to escape, or you were trying to cope, or something, like... Just like when he was back in Alabama with his ball pen. Yeah. So whether you're smoking banana peels or writing out them rhymes, the goal is to escape, as Chris just said. Um, but Catfish Billy is like, I guess his alter ego. It, I guess it's his Slim Shady. I um, I know I should know this, but I never really cared that much. I just kind of listened. Um, I guess I, I, I guess I agree with the whole Catfish Billy being his alter ego. I, I don't it's really just, know It's just so unapologetically like, Alabama. Is... And I, I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I mean, I love it. I love how... I just the old stealing bow ties off the grills. Like I've never heard that in my life. You know what? You might have, but like for me, these are like lines I've just never heard. And it's like I have to Google oh, what they fucking mean and shit. I, I learned that from Ritz. I don't listen to a lot of Ritz. <laughs> I have certain feelings about Ritz, and we'll um, get to them. Well, I, I just want to talk about some lyrics, right? Because so from when we started off, right? Like I've been that boy since I was smoking banana peels back in Alabama with the ball pen, hammer knocking handcuffs off the wheels, stealing bow ties off the grills. Mama said no carb carbonated soda for you go to bed, but I would never listen to her. Uh, he follows up with like two liter bong with tinfoil bowl full of cheap hydro is illegal. I'm sure I learned from watching the neighbors. Yes, watching the neighbors. This right right off the bat, I'm like, all right, we're going to get some personal, What, how he kind of grew up, where he got influenced, what he kind of learned. And uh, after the whole watching the neighbors line, it kind of looks he he ends up getting these Dixie pants or like they're female pants. I don't know. What I looked at Jordy jeans. He ends up getting Jordy jeans, getting a pager. Um, <clears throat> his like he's basically copying the neighbors and he's being influenced to do what they're doing because he thinks it's, it's it's the life or whatnot. It's cool. So I kind of feel like he's expressing like I'm a product of my environment. This is what I was around. This but is like what I'm hyper creative. About. Exactly. <clears throat> For the record, when you commented earlier about if we'd get something personal, I would like to say that I think what really attracts me to this album in general is that this it feels to me deeply personal. It feels like we are right inside of his memories as he's like looking back and he's painting out that picture. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen it where they cut the fucking two liter bottle in half and you get the pot of water and then you fucking put the tin foil thing on the yeah. top i'm not saying i've done this i'm saying i have seen people i've done it i'm, I'm not admitting anything that can get me not panic getting across the border in the states so and then you push it down as this anyway and that's the process so i just like wow like on the other hand it's kind of cool that such familiar things can be put into something where it's like completely foreign otherwise but and another example is no carbonated soda for you go to bed like 
in the middle of all the grimy shit, it's also like mom saying like drink healthy shit, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it does play into the fucking how too bad I need the bottle. <laughs> yeah, I need the bottle for 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 marijuana. Right. But like, still, um, it, it's kind of it's kind of a weird and cool, but honest feeling juxtaposition. Like, it really feels like this is. Like, if you had a projector machine that could just play out what's going on inside Mm. your head, that's what Mm. he's really eloquently doing here, in my opinion. And, like, Cuban zirconia rocks in my earrings. Good on you for not, like, for not, it's not diamonds. That's, like, just fake diamonds, you know? Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's just owning it, like, in this unapologetic, this is who the fuck I am. Well, that's also part of where I feel like, because I'm not going to say he's now having Cuban zirconia. I think he has diamond earrings now. Like I'm, I'm gonna be safe. I feel safe to say, like he's probably got diamonds. See, like, so if I had money, I, like... I would just have Cuban zirconians because they look the same. And what's the fucking point of having diamonds? You're right. That's that's me. You don't have to agree, person. So, part of this is just uh, I'm saying, like I think this is a little bit inside of his past. Because um, at one point, like, and I think this is in verse two, he goes, um, and I can't keep up with this bullshit they call in dope. But I'm married to her. I can't leave this bitch neither. Rock and roll pussy, I cannot turn down, even though she's a liar a thief a cheater i need her and i feel like that it's not really an actual person it's it's the game it's the life it's what it's what his fans and and other people are saying like i want to live this fast life i want to be into this and he's out here talking like yo i'm really out here popping hubcaps smoking doing this shit like it's not as pretty as we make it seem to be it's not as pretty as you believe it to be i i agree i think that he manages to kind of not glorify the life that he's living. And he's like humble about it. I think it's that he recognizes that there is the danger element or that maybe it's not satisfying. Maybe they are all addictions and that they're things that aren't great. But this is his life. You know, he's had his problems that he's going through. Mm-hmm. So it's like he points out kind of this is my environment that led me to being this catfish Billy person. And now that I'm like kind of being out there, it's just... A little bit more complicated, you know? But at the same time, I like how he kind of goes to the end part where he's like, lace up and then take a hide up, making shit like it's major. Like, I'm pulling up on them big wheels. You couldn't pedal a baby bike. I do not hang at the same club in the same town every damn night. I am not making hip-hop for the hip-hop award show or the gram likes because I'm... You know, catfish Billy and a motherfucking Billy in the house. Billy and a Billy in the house. Billy and a Billy on the couch. Oof! It's very, it's very fucking fun. That's a great chorus. But I like that part where his main like takeaway, the big summation of his second verse, is that he's really willing to grind, do what he needs to do, get out there and, and experience the world. He he's doing the big boy shit, mm-hmm. and he's not like like you got to imagine that there are probably people who are popping in their little city or whatever not like me i'm not popping but they are popping and they they do have some kind of a crowd going on in that one place or maybe the same club or they go literally go to the club every day mac on girls or do whatever and he's saying that's not what i do i'm out there living a certain life to grind i have i like almost have like a mission statement Mm -hmm. and you know what it's not it's it's not to get props it's to live hip-hop and i really respect it I really enjoy listening to this song. 
I thought the beat was the beat's different. It's so different than the first one. And I want to comment on something Mr. Uh, Yellow Wolf said. He said his goal with this project was to create 14 songs with 14 different sounds so that if 14 motherfuckers is in the room and they all like a different thing, that each of them would at least like one song. That's basically what he said in his quote. He even did, I think he did say motherfuckers. Either way, I appreciate the diversity between these two songs. We've gotten to see like, they're while they're both unapologetically him, mm-hmm. they're done over different styles. And if that's the route he's going to take on the album, it means maybe lyrically it's going to be a lot more the same types of things. But it makes me excited to see what he's going to do with it and how he's going to flip it around and make it interesting. So I'm giving this a 4.5. I think it's equally as good as TM3. And, and th- there were like the two lead singles. I had a bit of time with them. I already been hyping up and shit. So I don't know. I'm feeling like they're 4.5s. I'm giving it another 4.7. Originally, I when I first heard it and I and I gave my grade, it was a 4.5. But I woke up and put that song on before TM3. So I, I feel like because I've been playing it repeatedly today and like really feeling it, I, it, it deserves a little bit higher mark. So I'm All going right. with the 4.7. All right. So when I think about it, we need to talk about how there's a dope-ass feature on this track. It's DJ fucking Paul as we talk about Rowdy. Allow me to be abundantly clear. DJ Paul's beat, so fucking good. So fucking banging. So fucking, like, if you want to just, like, mosh around or, like, fucking, you know, get rowdy, it definitely accomplishes that goal. And my favorite part of this song might actually be DJ Paul in the introduction going, if you're rowdy. Like, he should have just done the hook. Yeah. Like, no bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. Yellow Wolf doesn't sound bad doing it. And I get it, it's his hook. But DJ Paul sounded better doing it, in my humble opinion. And that hook is cool. It's coming in, rowdy. You know, it's it's a, it's basically like, I picture this as a live performance song. And you know what? If he's trying to do a bunch of different things, I accept it. I'm not going to judge his intentions on this track. He's trying to make a versatile album. That was by his own admission. So this is cool. This is that, like, mash out live on the stage. If you're rowdy... You know, everybody like fucking bopping around and shit. And then I think Yellow Verse, yeah, sorry, Yellow Wolf's fir- ver- uh, does the first verse and he comes in and basically takes in a very similar topical approach to what he's done on the last two songs, unapologetically where he's from, etc. Catfish Billy, straight coming straight out of Alabama. I mean, those are literally the first two lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hating it because the energy's great and I feel like he's going in fast. He's going in fucking hard on this. Yeah, that's the side of town where the bootleg and the miners hammers flip flop on the paint job just like your mama's sandals prepared. Got my click, homie. I'm cocking hammers. You pop up my lane, doggy. I drop my van and slam into your phantom. Take a can of paint and vandalize your camper. And then a really actually, into my opinion, lame line. L-A-M to the E. Fuck the police. That was a dorky line in my opinion. It's cool. 39, dad joke life is coming in. Well, now that whole bar actually is pretty cool because it's his like it's his initials and he also plays on nwa and it's also fuck the police so it's a it's, his initials yeah hold on I, uh, you have to check the genius i gotta check the genius now oh I, michael wayne Athos is his yeah initials. but he plays on his initials he plays on lame and he also plays on nwa um, okay, I'm not. I listen. I'm just saying that was my reaction to the line. It could be clever. I don't. Ha- 
you know what? Humor is what it is, okay? Um, still, I find it was really dope. He's from the trap. He's not from the little house on the prairie. He basically points out how real his shit is. How fucking, like, it almost feels like this sense of accomplishment. Like, he's fucking coming on through. Mama didn't get that child support, but she was never let down. As you know, he gets moved into this drug dealing world. And then, fucking kids these days. Y'all got some lit these days. This attitude, this certain whatever. Because, you know, he comes from a different era. Of mom beats him. I don't know if that's on this song, but he learns to respect his mom. Mm-hmm. Popping zannies and rapping go to your crib and play. No, it's this song. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. mama used to whoop me the backside. I took See, the Bible belt ever since that's then. Fucking it's been, great. Yes, ma'am, and ma'am, how can and then, I help? You know, and then, which is amazing. Like, respect is given. When I'm dropping a pop or, hit or a hit or mobbing with 3 6, I can do everything, and he's literally mobbing with 3 6 right now. Mm-hmm. I got my city on my back, a crown for a hat on my king where I sit. I'm about it, and I'm sitting there like. Yo, yo, it's dope. It's dope. It's fire as shit. If you rowdy, say I'm like feeling it, man. It's the energy is proper. It's going in. I mean, MGK comes in. So I'm about a 53 Pontiac and I got my guitar to match it. Everything man, I set the semi-automatic. Ha! I'm like, all right, I'm feeling it. That was actually kind of really dope, you know, because you want a manual car and shit. Like, I was feeling it. And mm-hmm. it's like he's really fitting into, like, the culture of what is being done on this project. I'm like, okay. Pull up into traffic. My passengers look like a beauty pageant. Pupils is bigger than tennis rackets. Bunch of high girls on coke or pills or whatever are in his car being hot. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, that did a real... I oh, I'm gonna th- allow me allow I'm me to put my hat back on for this. Got to put the hat back on because it's not a hats off moment no more. <laughs> hats off, hats off. Look, it's okay. Here's the thing, from a rapping perspective, just to be serious, because people need to. Apparently, it's important that I respect MGK's talent here and let you know that I think he's actually a really good rapper. And I'm, I'm like using my like most sincere, flat talking voice, not to be sarcastic, but to like break character for a second. MGK's verse is really well wrapped. It's versatile. It's done really well. So for anyone who feels I can't see that in his verse with what I'm about to say, I just want you to know it's real. I've taken the feedback from when I dissed Eminem that one time. This is what I learned. I'm just showing I listened to the comments. But damn, you have Yellow Wolf dropping this like anthemic, I do it for the people tone. Like I do it like, you know, respect is important and shit. Mm-hmm. We don't even get four lines before, like, MGK's, like, it's all about me and my my amazing life. Right. Went from oodles and noodles to Cobb salads, not mob status. Fuck fame. What are you saying? Dude, you're all about the fame. These ain't games. Don't be playing with my motherfucking name. How, how you never, they call me Top Gun, never run. Bitch, I'm a maverick on the bike. Magic with the pipe. Fucker, make her come. Gotta give him props. He really... I bet he really does, like, take it as a point of pride to make sure that a woman orgasms with his dick. Like, so I bet fucking MGK is, like, Colson, I believe you're a good lover. And so on that, I'm giving you the props because you're encouraging men to, like, finish off ladies, which is something we should all be doing. Not all of us do. Um, anyway, but then it just feels like this whole verse is, like, about him not giving a fuck. So... I hope I don't take away Chris's. Chris has a theory. I hope I don't steal his thunder. But it's almost like Yellow Wolf just set it up to like be like the new generation's a bunch of assholes, and then just okay, you can say it. I did it. I, I hate did. this. I hate all of this. I, I had mean, a whole thing set up. <laughs> okay, do your thing. No, the the whole concept is um, we we have a friend on Twitter. Obviously, he's my friend. I don't. 
uh, at DJ Big Dream. DJ Dream Big. Big. Oh my God, I fucked up. He's like like, he's been like squad as far as we're concerned. He is squad. He is squad. Um, when when the album came out, he kind of started a convo about loyalty between um Yellow Wolf and Shady, as per having MGK on the track, and that kind of sparked a little bit in my head of like, well, yeah, like your homies, you know, you should be kind of you know protecting each other. Um, so. Listening to the Yellow Wolf verse completely kills it. Really kind of shows us why Alabama's rowdy, why his city's rowdy, why everything is like he comes from that life and all that stuff. But I do want to touch upon the um, I do want to touch upon the lyrics where he goes, "Fuck kids these days, y'all got some lip these days. Popping Xanax and rapping, go to your crib and play. Put the back in your, put that back in your fanny pack. We don't pistol wave, so don't get mad if you get hit when that shit ricochets." essentially going on calling them to be all fake and whatnot and yeah mgk come in and i really kind of feel like in a subtle way i feel like mgk would wear a fanny pack i mean i took a little bit of offense i wear one but the point is i wanted to bring up the fact you guys wear fanny packs are you like old like me and go i'm not gonna rock a fanny pack i'd rock a school bag I'd even rock a man purse. I just won't rock a fucking... Okay, but a man purse could be a side bag. So if I have a side bag, I have a man purse. So it's really just the fanny pack that like really it's got It's just the fanny pack. Okay, okay, fine. I got to get a side bag then. I'm going to walk around with a fucking Cause side like bag. Because uh, let's be real. Having a bag is a practical thing. Having yep. a fanny pack is just like... Not a, no, if, okay. It's just a fashion a fan, accessory. Well, no. Having a fanny pack is good. Like, yo, I live, I what, pockets, 25 dog. minutes away from you. I have pockets. So... Nah, if I want to bring, like, if I have my vape or something or whatnot. Pockets. Either way. My whole theory is I think Yellow Wolf may have actually trolled MGK into doing this and, like, publicly kind of just going, like, dude, I just literally called out all the kids for being super fake and, like, just kind of not giving a fuck. And you literally write an entire verse about yourself. And I thought that was actually pretty funny. I thought it was... Because he does say, y'all gonna know what I think about MGK. Right? And I even <laughs> thought about it too. And I, and I just felt like there's no... I might be wrong. I might be wrong, right? But there's... I don't really think there's any way he's gonna pay respect to Shady on uh, the first well, track. And then completely just sh- like go behind his back and go against uh, go with MGK. Granted, maybe if it's money management, however, fine. So I understand. I would, that, I would say really? that there there might be like contractual obligations for the song to have MGK on it. That's bigger than Eminem, you know. Like, and and I don't mean that Eminem couldn't nix it, but I mean like maybe it would have been a very expensive choice, or we don't mm-hmm. actually know the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And things can get that complicated when Jimmy Iovine and Paul Rosenberg and other such people are involved in the decision making um but i actually it was i sat there and i really thought about like the the theory idea that chris came up with i independently came up with it just as we were like kind of talking about it because i was thinking at first i was just like man mgk's verse just sounded exactly like the last couple of bars of yellow wolves verse and it just kind of points out that it's like because there's other like songs on the album where he's like you fucking fake rock stars and shit Mm -hmm. right and i don't want to call mgk a fake anything dude the guy's like legit in fact i would say like he's a legit rock star type and it would be more like a post malone that you could call like a fake rock star to me or a few other ones like a g-e-z right so i don't think it's that but just the attitude of like people who talk a lot maybe or people who talk a lot of shit is something Mm -hmm. that yellow wolf doesn't like and let's be real 
MGK wrote a pretty dope verse that essentially talked a pure bunch of absolute horseshit in terms of nothing but he's the best. Like, there's no love for the culture there. He didn't even feel like he got rowdy. More like and he this just is, sex. So what I mean is, I've been trying to understand hip-hop culture on this channel. And you can tell that Yellow Wolf really, really respects the culture. Disrespect the culture, motherfucker, then we all go. You know, that's important to him. I don't see how MGK really does a lot of paying adherence to the culture much. And I might be wrong. Y'all can say it. He does go about it like I'm from the Noila. I'm a motherfucking soldier, which kind of shouts it out. But what I mean is I feel like Yellow Wolf is about uplifting community and buying mom's houses and shit. Mm -hmm. And MGK is more about getting high not giving a fuck and having lots of intercourse and that seems to be like the big primary focus of a lot of his music so in a sense depending on the person you are and your belief in this shit you could make the argument that mgk is actually just disrespecting the culture on the song living up to the point of a theory now that's just a theory you could i could be wrong chris could be wrong that's not what we're trying to do here mgk people Whenever we talk about MGK, there's a good like a lot more dislikes that will appear when well, we know it. It's it. I I, I kind of go with the whole cult following. It's the same thing that happens when we talk about Ritz. Like, well, it's it's fine. That happened one time, and people did not like our Ritz review. Again. Anyway, um, I really really do think this song is really good, but I'm not gonna lie. The disingenuous feeling I got from MGK on the vibe of this track. I mean, certainly, M sorry, for the people who think, who might think I don't think that MGK is fitting the theme, he is getting rowdy. But when I think about his version of getting rowdy, is lame. So 4.35, because whatever, it's what it is. It's a good song that could have been better if, like, Yella had just done two verses. I gave it a 4.6. I do acknowledge that both, all three artists themselves, even DJ Paul, in terms of producing the beat and, you know, even kind of hyping you up on that intro, I'm not going to lie, he really gets you ready to go for the song. Um, so all three of them really did a great job. Uh, Yellow Wolf does a really great job on the verse. Um, you know, MGK does a good job presenting and performing the verse with the flow and the quickness and all that stuff. But yeah, no, you didn't, like, he didn't really say much of in, anything of importance that I kind of took away. So. so so let me be clear. If if it was MGK was not on this, it'd probably be like a 4.75. It is that fucking good of a song, really. Mm -hmm. Like just to listen to without thinking about it, it's pretty hype. Well, okay. I think if MGK would have said something, I would have even given it maybe a 4.75. Well, he said so. a lot of things, so it's not... he. No, he didn't say anything. Again, to me, he didn't say anything that was really... Like, oh, that's a dope line. Like, you're getting high, you're fucking women, and you're rich. Allow me to quote a dope line from MGK on this very song. I bought a 53 Pontiac, and then I got a guitar to match it. Everything manual except for the semi-automatic. That's actually a dope line. I'm just trying to be fair. I troll you a little bit. Fine. Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready to, to deal with my special kind of bad? Yep. Oh. This is so fucking cool because this is like what the fuck sounds like this not a lot this is like one of those i'ma grab a little bit of that i'ma grab a little bit of that a little bit of that throw it all together mix it up in the kitchen and drop a song that is a juxtaposition of shit that maybe most people couldn't actually put together in a cohesive way 
I feel like there's multiple styles here, like just that you're a special kind of bad, special kind of bad. That you got like five feel. one, then you got don't let me get in the way. His diversity on or, changing between. I've got, the I don't know. I, I sang. I sang the wrong insane. part. I don't care. But yeah, he's got the I've got no sympathy for your love, singy, singy part, the fucking rapping verses, the 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 beat just flips up entirely to like fucking support everything. Simultaneously, this song is is really like about this this girl who's so addictive. Like, you know, the way he's describing like her body or her clothing is drugs and he just wants to get fucking high off of that shit, you know. But she, um, what? No, no, continue. Because this the song makes me very angry because I listen to it a bunch because it's super good. But I'm not going to sit here and say, no, it's not about a woman or a girl or a relationship. But just certain things in the way that the song is presented, I kind of feel like it might be a really big metaphor for something else. I could totally be alcoholism or some kind I'm, of shit. I'm thinking his struggle with hip hop, fame, and wanting to like like just that whole ideology of being a rapper and everything like that. Um, okay, well, so because like, oh my god. Well, okay, so don't let me get in the way. You're a runaway train. I just want to hitch a ride. Maybe I'm I'm maybe then I'm on the way. You got daddy issues. I got daddy issues. Okay, so. Yes, I can see how he's making the reference that, you know... This broken chick. Broken chick, stuff like that. But I'm also, in my head, I'm kind of going, like, what if he's metaphorically just saying, like, hip-hop is crazy, like, the life that you live is crazy, stuff like that. And when he says, you got daddy issues, I got daddy issues, I feel like he's kind of, like, you know, in a way, kind of talking, like, in a mirror, like, just talking to hip-hop, like, you're, you have daddy issues because I'm involved in hip-hop and I do. Kind of like that introspectiveness a little bit. Um, and then we go on to, let's go get a bottle and see what it will do. Mama told you not to jump. Uh, mama ain't the only one, but I've got, but I give you parachutes. I just want to have some fun. Take off on a dope road, uh, dirt runway, no concrete. Your chaos is doing the way to my peace. Now. So, I mean, maybe it's about hip hop. Again. It totally could be dysfunctional chick. No, of course. Of course. Again. Could so, also totally be alcohol. Getting drink, getting drinking with this girl, seeing what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Here's where my brain kind of went crazy again. But I give you parachutes. I just want to have fun. Now, I get it. He's trying to save her safety net. He wants to have fun with her. Cool. But parachuting in the drug way is when you crush up pills and you swallow it with napkins or stuff like that or in a Kleenex. So I'm kind of thinking, is this like, again, hypothetical or metaphorical to, like, again, he's talking to this hip hop game life culture and he's parachuting himself in terms of trying to live that rapper lifestyle. Um, and, and the chaos that comes with this type of lifestyle, the rapping and, and, and the hip hop and the parties and stuff like that, that's a way that he kind of uses to escape to his piece. Um, we get the chorus, beautiful, I, I say beautiful singing, but like, I just never heard Yellow Wolf sing, like, like kind of carry that type of tone, love, that cadence. Love story. I uh, know I didn't hear love story. That's why I... So that would be it. Um, but it, it was just really nice and it was kind of different. I was like, cool, that's that's awesome. So that was good for the chorus. Uh, and then we get into the, the second verse. And again, I feel like he's kind of giving off this mas masochistic, if that's the right, is that the right one? No, uh, the one who likes pain. That's a masochist. Right. So he's giving off this masochistic type of feel. <clears throat> so, you know, he goes off, hold me underwater till I'm drowning for you. Soaking wet. Tell, uh, tell me you ain't done with me. Tell me it ain't over yet. Got me looking for the chains and whip. I want to sh uh, the chains and whips. I want to show respect. Tie me to your fever. Uh, want to show you how cold I can get. Woke up to my dark side. Caught this bitch.
bitch in all black uh tattoo tat tattoo me with my with fingernails tell me not to call back told you that i cut deep don't act like you love me i just want success show me the front seat dude that success line before chris talks i thought about it and the way he he like describes it it kind of sounds like he's saying i just want that suck says show me in the front seat like take that head that's all i really want from you like suck Mm. that dick I'm not kidding. I really think if you listen to it and think about saying success, like success being yeah. as far as – because this is what I think. He's in a broken place and it could be about hip-hop. But it really does work. And good Sometimes songs are about more than one thing. From the context of me and that broken, fucked up, daddy issues, kinky sex type girl where everything's fucked up. And then she catches feelings but he's not really down for feelings. So he's like showing, you know – we have this crazy, intricate, fucked up situation. The bottle got us all connected. Wake up the next day. Everything's dark and shit. You know, I don't got no fucking feelings, you know. Because, like, let's say you're drunk or you're fucked up. Maybe you're a little emotional. Everything's a little more lovey-dovey. But then, like, you wake up the next day and you're cold and you're jaded. And, you know, your, butt, your guard's fucking up. And you're just a completely different person. Like, you know what, bitch? I just, just fucking suck me out. That's all I fucking kind of want from you, you know? And then it's, like, almost like he's addicted to this. And I would say maybe lifestyle. Or this keeps happening. Or maybe it is intertwined into this chase of the hip-hop universe well i don't think it's really like he kind of wakes up because it it really seems like she's like a little bit of a dominatrix like she's all in black you know she's like scratching my dark side caught the bitch on black tattoo with me with fingernails like she's scraping him and stuff so it's just a good time chris i mean yes fine getting scratched up is pretty low level either way um just just to tie up my whole point, I, I really, I don't know, I really love the song. It's, it's also just more that told you I cut deep, don't act like you love me. That line is some shit you would be like, so look, I told you if you fucking fall for me, this could be a good time and stuff, but you get involved, man. I'm going to destroy your fucking life yeah. emotionally. But you can also kind of take it as like he's a really good fucking rapper who's actually going to fuck the game up and hip-hop ain't ready for that. And now that he's fucking the game up, he, like hip-hop's like oh we love you but and then nobody Who, who's i mean he still sounds pretty underrated to me in terms of hip-hop loving him but that's what i'm saying even at that point like he's a, if he if, if we can say he's a little bit underrated it's like don't tell me you love me because you don't yeah i've been i got been on your team for a long time yellow don't listen to chris i got your back i'm not talking shit i'm on i'm def- i'm trying to defend him no i'm just saying like i mean i guess the song could be a metaphor for him no again i'm just saying this is what i took away that was it like i, I could be completely wrong and maybe i'm but fucking then there's a little outro like, part where he gets all fucked up in the voice and it's really fucking cool but again i tried to tell you i'm a no limit soldier which is seems to be a reference to master p's record label no limit and there's even a whole song called no limit soldier where it's really fucking hardcore and they go all in and shit with guns and whatnot i read the lyrics quickly i didn't hear the song i'm sorry i'm not that educated got that and then he would keep you up all, all night on your sofa bitch like i'm gonna fuck you all night i'm gonna make it proper got that big bank help you reach your quota you know like so he's taking hip-hop and he's killing it and he's running through the entire game and making it his bitch is what i'm hearing from that again in terms i mean of like, I, I really don't see how like what quota 
Well, is he helping them? Well, rage? the labels, and you got to make a certain amount of money to stay on top, and you have to be popping. You got to be flashy. So there's like quota in terms of Buy making. Buy a castle and a small soda. Try to tell you. I don't know. What does that mean? Define that into your theory. In terms of being hip hop, eventually you kind of have a to white still castle be pop, like and a small white castle, soda. A big mansion. Buy you, put you on a sofa. It's a fucking burger place. White castle is a burger place, but if I bought you a white castle. But he didn't say, uh, he said, bought you White Castle and a small soda. Oh. I, I'm just saying, like, maybe it could be. Again, I'm, I'm only saying it just in, like, this, look, this is what I got from the song. I'm, and, 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 I, and I also said it to myself, I'm not taking away the fact that this could literally just be a, a, a broken relationship. That is clearly, literally what it is. But for some reason, I get, I like, mean, when I'm, I'm listening to it, the I thing just is, get is I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm really not because mm-hmm. there is a case to be made that this entire track is in fact just a metaphor for hip hop. Like I'd rather be lit by your nonsense than to sit here unplugged. Like that that could totally just be out of like not about a girl at all. So I think that makes this entirely an even better song and just a really interesting experience in general. And the snare drums, like that basically just sound like drum line with the you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's fucking really great um the juxtaposition is so much going on here this is a special one i think like of just like not being like in a more typical kind of hip-hop experience but just kind of like pushing like this is one where like the weirdo in the room who likes the rock fusions might be a little more interested or something i have it a 4.5 i think it's really cool and even this whole conversation was more interesting than i thought it would be I gave it a four point eight just because I I got into my head and was in and kind of came up with this whole thing. Like, well, I feel that when music is able to do that, like some songs are just very straightforward and this is what it is. But when songs are very written well and creative and 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 you certain things are said that you're like, well, maybe it's something else. I feel like they they really deserve a lot of credit because it, it opens up like like you said, like the conversations and and different things and you can really like go on for about it so 4.8 all right well the next song is called like i love you so could this song just be a metaphor for hip-hop too no this is this is like an empowering song to yellow wolf where he kind of just wants to fuck but he want i feel like he wants that affection like it's not just like okay we're gonna fuck and that's it like he kind of wants that like romantic slow like he wants to hear her moan he wants to feel her and all that stuff but i don't think he actually cares about this woman um maybe it's the same person from the last song maybe it's not uh but i don't think in this track specifically that he really genuinely cares he just craves that that specific love attention and he wants that from her that's literally what i got it's a very it's a short song uh kind of really straight to the point to what i understood and that's that's what i got from it like there wasn't really anything too deep into it well i mean if we take the idea of the twisted relationship from the last sign it sets up with this you know he's clearly into some messed up shit right Mm -hmm. And this song starts off with, let me come inside, swallow all your pride, said you had that fire, please don't change your mind, keep me no surprise, this is homicide, willfully I die, this is suicide. I mean, if we're talking about hip-hop still, it could be like embracing that lifestyle and that this becomes like a bigger metaphor. I don't know if I'm just running on with this too long, but Mm -hmm. I don't see how it changes. If the last song will be about hip-hop, this one could be too. Like, you know, it's almost like in the last one, there was almost this resistance to it. And here it's like, 
the flip side where now he's kind of like admitting that there is something more to it all even if it's all fucked up even if by embracing this fucked up relationship it kind of is like choosing death in a sense and there's got like kind of artists it's a lot slower you know it's like i wanna fuck you like it's like that like, you're really like <laughs> but it's the good fuck. though like i don't even get i didn't even get bored by listening no, it's got to, like to a, a really cool that. beat and then like it's got a slower first verse that's just calmer you know never close my eyes i want to see it all i want to make you come to me i want to see you crawl the world is turning around while you and me go down moaning in my ear climax i want to hear the sound so like now he's caught up in that wanderlust so if it's hip-hop this is the rush of the the albums and the touring and all the crazy shit (coughs) if it's a girl it's sex folks he's intercoursing (laughs) there you go that's what i took from that and then he wants to fuck you like he loves you. Like, he can't express his love for a person. And when you're feeling jaded and cold, sometimes the only way you can express it is to fuck the shit out of them. Because in those moments, your guard is down. That's where I kind of feel like that's the romantic <coughs> craving part. Like, when, like for me, when he says, I want to fuck you like I love you, it's like, I believe there's a difference between making love and fucking. So... When he says like I want I want to I want to fuck you like I like I love you I feel like he's he's wanting that like connection feel whatever but still at the end he knows like he doesn't want her to be around he doesn't want this the girl or this person or this one night stand or however you want to interpret it doesn't want to be like I don't feel like he wants to be around now that's where I kind of get confused with the whole hip hop metaphor because I'm like I don't when I think of the hip hop he might. I guess you could say like he's craving the want like the hip hop life and the, the fame attention. and the other side and the attention, but at the same time maybe he doesn't really want that. Like he wants what you know how like I okay, I'm gonna use myself, you know how like I want the flashy <laughs> things or whatnot, right? Because that's what we see on TV and this is what we grow up told and this is what like rappers do or not. So maybe he wants like the novelty things. But in reality, that's not like he doesn't really care if he gets it or not. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I, yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. And then he goes into like this second verse where you get the sense that shit's dysfunctional, and this this girl doesn't seem to necessarily think he can handle it or want it. And he's like, Nah, you're like kind of everything I ever wanted. It, you know. Uh, what happened to the Hardaway? You turned it to a marathon. Tear that pussy down. Throw the wig on. Bury into blondes. Whatever you want. With the break of dawn, each and every song. I'ma let the gun go until you call it quit. Dunzo. You putting on a show and I'm sitting front row. You got the one told that could wake them up, you know. Plus I got an ego to uphold. True. To put it uh, to you blunt. I wanna fuck you. Mm. So it's almost like as my there's like this turbulent shit and this he's just kind of met this crazy girl or whatever and you know madonna is a very specific name you know kind of maybe a, a certain type of personality that he's trying to convey and he's just seems like he really wants her and he's willing to kind of go through that chaos of that dysfunctional relationship and he's just going to keep doing it because it's like his ego almost craves it in a significant way either way i really enjoyed this song i thought it was like it was just a cool twisted love song like but it feels really honest it feels more like this is kind of what he experiences with the turbulent relationships in his life is what i'm I'm taking from it like even if it's 
like just like he almost has trust issues and he's kind of broken in shape and i think it really conveys into like this chaotic and interesting experience with the simpleness that like the what i mean by simpleness it's like the the slower hook the maybe not over the top amount of lyrics but i still wanted just to communicate a whole bunch so i gave it another 4.5 for me this was a little slower i do like i do like the the tone the overall tone of the song i like the the diversity that he's giving out so far uh but for for me this was a four all right the next one is called drugs well this song may just be about drugs but i think if you go back to the environment that he's already painted for us and kind of think about the world that he's coming from you know being inspired by his neighbors like his whole family selling drugs and shit drugs is clearly a big part of his world so when he's already described all this dysfunction it only makes sense to inevitably talk about drugs <clears throat> but the way he starts it is definitely not something i've thought a whole bunch about i never was the one in the classroom sitting with my hand up when the teacher told us what we needed that we needed to report anything that was happening at home like if i saw pipes or things of that sort cocaine dime bags laying on my front porch never made me sick till i found out what it was no telling how many adults went in through my home and you know you start to realize like as a kid sitting there the teachers and shit are being like if your parents are selling drugs you have to fucking snitch on them and he's like that wasn't me i didn't really know i didn't really know what it was until i realized what it was and you know he kind of everybody thankfully in his family kind of keeps him a bit away from it so you know he was kind of pushed towards a very different path etc but still you know he'd be in the room while they're smoking and they're kind of doing their thing and he kind of looked a little bit scared and like at the time is he was curious he wanted to understand it so they ended up getting high with chris robbie and will he didn't didn't really like it at first or the smell but you know he started doing it to be cool and to just kind of you know fit in with everyone and peer pressure and he lied to his parents and he didn't really understand what he was doing and he was scared his girlfriend was gonna find out till she fucking pulls out a doobie and now him and his girlfriend are getting high every day and you've got that little question what's kind of the chorus turns into that little interaction between him and his girlfriend where he goes i got a question for you please don't tell anybody boy do you get high i said all the time we got a secret baby i won't tell nobody when do you get high she said all the time it kind of goes through that like you know give me a lesson baby teach me something new i said i'll be your guy she said give me a try we got a secret baby we won't tell uh, nobody you and me get high all the time so you just kind of picture him and now his girlfriend getting high sneaking off because it's like just a part of their life and he's just painting it again this isn't like from from like a glorification point of view but more this is kind of how his life played out well there i feel like there's a deeper connection to it too like it's not only is it just like wanting to be accepted so he started smoking and continued doing it. it it's also like you know he was raised around it not not saying he was directly raised around it but no, he was he literally was a, directly raised around it I, I i just didn't want to make it sound like they were telling him to chop or whatnot because no, he they, does mention he they says were trying they to weren't stay. but he was definitely raised around he it. was he was and then he says that was... made him curious so him and his friends tried it no I, I, yes that that's essentially what i'm saying um i, I feel like when he gets to the part with the uh with his girlfriend there's like this they're now that they both know they're smoking it's kind of like they understand that they're both kind of 
fucked in a way not not just the smoking aspect but like i understand you i know why you're trying to cope i i kind of feel that and i feel like there's a little bit like deeper inside like you have this little secret that you can share together and that's kind of the relationship and kind of something that drugs was you know and then that second verse where you and me best friends to the end amen right around in the box guilty conscience eminem that's an interesting rhyme like you know him and his girl or him and his drugs or him and whatever kind of with the you know back and forth or maybe it's just him by himself thinking about drugs listening to guilty conscience having a guilty conscience which is a song about back and forth inside your head Mm -hmm. so i thought that was like fucking really cool growing up too fast no bars over no hose no high is too high no bottles too low pack it up let it burn pass it my turn you know and the whole song kind of shows him getting more and more intense into drugs till he pops some pills passes out gets a dui uh sometimes he's too late and he can't drive so he made it home and he survived but he shouldn't be alive my bad my fault i'm just an alco shoot him up bang bang no chase no salt and it just kind of ends with him almost like having a really bad situation like all of his build-up of like it starts off kind of small and you just start doing anything and anything and chasing it and chasing it until that culminating moment where i guess he had a car accident or some shit i don't really know what happened but he he, you know kind of laments on that but still whatever it almost seems like he goes right back to it and then it just has the chorus playing again and that drugs in the outro and i don't know i thought this was a really strong song looking at his addictions and his chase to escape and and part of who he is so fundamentally from verse one being the environment that created it why he started doing it even that he didn't like it but like he kind of built to the second verse where now that he's in it it just kind of builds up and you know it's just drugs and shit you know it's only weed it's only pills it's my dope it's my buzz like just the shit we say as you push yourself further and further I thought the beat was really powerful. The chorus was great. I thought this was like one of the best songs on the album on the reel. I get this a five on five. I really like this one. Nice. Um, I really like what you said about like, you know, it's my pills, it's my buzz. <clears throat> and as we keep pushing ourselves further and further, I really get that that sense when he is, uh, you know, when he's saying that, when he when he's kind of expressing it, like there's this sort of like acceptance at one point you're just like it's part of your life and you're like well it's just a it's just a pill i've been doing this for whatever i've been smoking for whatever like he really kind of brings it he really i like that he's starting that conversation like and he's kind of showing you like this is how it kind of happens and starts and all this stuff so it was a really cool song uh for me i left it with a 4.2 it was catchy it was it was it was different uh but yeah all right well the next one on the list is trailer park hollywood man it's like this is like the white trash anthem i mean that's like not in like a negative way but i think that's a big part of what it is like if you're representing where you come from and you come from the white side of poverty or that like country kind of feel to it you know and it just it's just so context painting right from the beginning heavy metal long sleeve made in 1988 Fake nugget wristwatch made in 1988. Dixie cup in the cup holder, shaking, making waves. Boom, boom, boom. Got the Jurassic Park 808s. <clears throat> he hasn't even really said a lot. Just kind of painting a little picture of where he's from, stuff he's seen. Like he's right. like, I'm Elvis Presley, 38s on 22s, rhinestone jacket like Joshua Headley. I don't know what the fuck that means. Apparently, Joshua Headley's a country person. I don't know who he is. Then he's got Honolulu. I don't know what that meant either. Um, um, 
I would I I thought it would be the um, the iconic Hawaiian girl thing on her on his car dash. Sure, I don't know what any of that means. Uh, but anyway, then he kind of just flows into like another uh, a series of verses where to me it's just kind of painting his environment again. Yeah, I got a styrofoam cooler full of cheap suds, rocket necklace that I pull off a sink plug, Bubba's in the corner chilling with the mean mug, permanently ill, never did king drugs. Did he crack a smile or is it just a cracker smiles? That white trash hood shit go deep with the crocodiles. Hmm. And it's basically like the hood song, but from his slummy life. I feel like part of me feels like he's kind of mocking Hollywood in a sense where, um, how do I say this? When you kind of reach a certain, <clears throat> when you kind of reach a certain, I guess, degree of status or whatnot, you start to kind of be a little bit more preppy, prissy, however you want to look at it, like rich looking, whatnot. And he's kind of just here, like, I take pride in my slumminess. I take pride in my slum Americanness. I take pride in looking like the, like, like back, like Alabama ish, like out of that Bama life. I feel like he's he's kind of just saying, like, I don't need to be like everyone else in Hollywood. This is what I like. I'm Trailer Park. This is where I come from, and I'm authentic that way, and I'm going to keep it that way. I don't need to change for anybody. Like, it's really just kind of showing his pride about where he comes from. Yeah, and just kind of how ghetto it all is, hmm. and almost unapologetically so. Like, we are white trash. This is like my religion is Bama life. No smoke in the mirror tricks, just dope in the mirror with the seeds in a rolling tray and the box with the poker chips, the roach in the roach clip with the letters and the feathers, the bell bottoms, the aquanet, the hippies and the heavy metal. It's just all of his environment and like what's good enough for them. You know, in the sense that Hollywood is super flashy. And a lot of these rappers, I guess, too, a person like Yellow Wolf from his like real as you were seeing country bumpkin environment here. Um, it must look like a lot of bullshit. Like, if all you need is some fucking chain that you found in your house and boom, that's that's actually just good enough to be your fucking necklace, you know? Or, like, the idea of it's good enough to have this ghetto-ass shit, you know, roll around and have cheap rings and bullshit jewelry and, you know, gar- not, like, garbage-looking, but just not really fancy to turn, like, your environment into fancy I think that's really cool. Mm. And he's still like part of the culture of where they are. You know, the drugs, the the whole situation, the whole everything. And then to wrap it up, like we trailer Park Hollywood. On top of that, they are the kings of this shit. They mm. are the best and they are the fanciest. And it reminds me a bit of like uh, what D'Antward does with their Zeph culture where it's like you, you almost flamboyantly make your poor shit mad dope. And I really like the, the overall tone of it. I think it's a really cool song i think it has like i think all of these tracks where you really get the feeling of his life like there are sometimes you listen to albums where you really don't get a sense of who the rapper is you just hear a bunch of shit and that they want to fuck your girl in this case you really get a sense of where he comes from almost like you get to know him a bit and a song like this where he kind of points out i'm poor i'm white i'm slummy these are just the different things i've had to deal with living in alabama living in this kind of environment and being the type of person that i am i'm like so what does your daddy do punching the clock and growing pot in the patty room and you can't hang him unless you get on his latitude hip-hop is my lane and rock and roll is my attitude i stay mm. country fresh bitch like, i just think that is like a, it's a powerful little like 
way to just reflect who he is. The beat's excellent. The overall tone is cool. I gave it another 4.5. I'm really feeling it. Nice. Uh, I enjoyed this song. <clears throat> I really think that we are getting, you know, different sides of him and really just different um, kind of perspectives into his life. Uh, I like how I like how kind of descriptive it is a little bit like British Knights stepping through puddles and drinking Sprite, baby blue dart bike, kickstand at kickstand and the kitchen lights, uh, digging through mama's vinyls collection to smell the collection to the smell of fried bologna ceremony my religion is bama life like i like how you can really kind of just picture what he's saying and really like what you said earlier that projection right out of his head like you can really really see the the images come to life uh for me i put this at a 4.2 it's a great song the hook the hook the, the hook in the chorus is really good i it's, it's got that anthemy feel like again being prideful for coming from from coming from where he's from so it's good all right well the next track is called no such thing as free featuring doobie and caskey well we got some friends on this one um it starts off with like an idea of uh just kind of what trunk music is i think Beat me in the Jeep too deep. It's just me and my heat. Y'all want to take anything? Leave boy sleep. No such thing as free. Folk act tough, but they ain't got shit on me. Rappers are good, but they ain't got shit on me. Trunk music. Shit, you can bump to it. Pull up uh, to it. Try me one time and you can't undo it. They ain't got shit on me. Trunk music. Rappers are good, but they ain't sh- got shit on me. And you got the sense that uh whoever Kasky is sorry i don't know who he is he's just kind of in the car ready to go this is the attitude of what he manifests trunk music and shit and then there's a little interlude where like the voice drops a little bit and it goes motherfuckers need to quit talking all that crazy shit how much girls drugs they got give a fuck about none of that shit oh he's preaching the truth man that's that's some real shit let's be real nobody really cares if you're a little bit richer than them or a lot richer than them you gotta be like a lot lot richer than them for people to like really care you have a million now i mean i don't care if somebody has a million jay-z's got like 850 of those so like you know like (laughs) jay-z's got like 850 of those like they're just lying around (laughs) i'm just saying like for me like oh you got a couple million dollars and a record label and a bunch of rented cars and jewelry and a video is fake assholes the bar that has been set now is a lot more elevated than what all i'm trying to say is i think was like i personally could not care less if a rapper is consuming narcotics most of the time like it's just like i get i get high and i wrote this rhyme it's like okay that's lovely dear um (laughs) i mean it just sounds like when your girlfriend tells you shit about her day and you're like okay thank you thank you for sharing that useless fucking shit about what lauren or whoever fucking did i i don't care how much dope you selling you don't you should care more about the hoes that you telling and that's interesting to me because he says yo i don't care about like your your fucking life and your drug dealing ass shit but yo who are you snitching yourself out to dog uh 
You should care more. Uh, dirt, leather, soft. I'm repping. Always got to ride with a weapon. I spent too much time outside with the felon. Daddy was an outlaw. Ride with an eight ball. Guns in the ride. We ain't talking about paintball. You know, it's fine. It's not like I'm saying this is over the top in terms of whatever, but... It's just kind of saying, we went through some fucking shit. And I like how he says, that's a pair of scary crackers, your cup of tea. You never hear anybody saying crackers. But then to follow it up with your cup of tea, you know, you have some tea and crackers. Some like good like cookie-like crackers, good yep. times. Cunt, you were smiling, trying to fuck with me, yeah. Yellow or black sheet, blacking out on sleep, blackout curtains for the heat. Like, to me, it's got this energy. It's fucking dope. It might not be quite, like, the same level of, like, I'd say poetic grace that I think Yellow Wolf brings to the table. Hmm. but it is still pretty fucking good to me i still find it nice and i like the fact that like he's saying i'm kind of real and shit and y'all is not granted he doesn't do it as eloquently as others have done but he also doesn't do it in a way where it's like fuck you for being more famous than me it's more like fuck you for putting a bullshit message out so i really respect the difference there and there is a distinction nice then doobie comes in uh peep me in the bag like a basket of peeps I don't know if that's a little peep line or not. I don't really know. Off of cocaine and an avo relief. So I guess that's saying there's no coke and painkillers anymore. Y'all cannot fool me. Boy, I laughed at the bank. I'm a shit with the stain riding. I'm a shit with the stain riding around in the tank in the tank top. Hey. Knife on my leg. Hoping one of y'all name drop. Fuck what you heard. We them boys and you ain't hot. Fuck what you heard. We them boys and you ain't hot. Watch him pop up out the blue. That's a Percocet. I'm like, okay, I don't really know if this is, like, overly dope or anything. It's not like it's bad. I would say it is, it's a very regular verse. It, like, lyrically, it's super average in terms of pop rap. <coughs> I don't I don't really care that much about it. Um, turn that pussy into wet weather. Is it hailing meth weather? Why do you inhale it? It makes the sex better. Huffing a line covered in hives. Walking on glass. Breaking the ice. Money got me rolling like dice. Molly got me rolling like dice. Why is this guy rapping about drugs and shit? Like when the last guy was just like saying he doesn't care about that shit. Did anybody else catch that? Is, is that something I'm supposed to not notice? Is that some like poetic crap that I'm like... I got a little confused at that. I'm going to have to explain a little bit later. Do you, is there a point... Again. No, there's. Not, I have again. I have my own theory for this is some greater metaphor for no, hip No, 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 no. I've, I've gone off the whole greater metaphor things, maybe. And then I feel like Yellow Wolf goes back to like that kind of doper perspective. Like I just left a thrift shop with a Ziploc full of new rings. Got a few things for the miss. I got no bling on the wristwatch. That didn't invest. Put that top rock. That vintage New York hip hop. Where the funk at? Y'all lost that. Too much trap. Not enough style. Too much go. Not enough slow. Too much blow. Not enough pot. Two ma- uh, months ago. Now it's old school. I'm like fuck that shit. No, it's not. Look, you don't want it with the posse pussy, etc. But you get the sense that he's kind of taking a almost album review like approach to criticizing the fact that this flashy trappy shit isn't necessarily anything real. And then I like where he goes too much blow, not enough pot. It kind of feels he's like y'all are doing too much cocaine like shit. Y'all are doing too many real drugs. Not enough of y'all smoking weed funk vibing grooving you know getting into the, almost the right mind state to create the kind of music that you should be listening to mm-hmm. to get into that hip-hop spirit for that old school and shit comes on through and he's like you know um 
Mafia, Mafia, Slumerican is the Mafia, and I'm not being cocky, but Slumerican is unstoppable. Give a fuck about that Glock you towed. Even my mama got pistols. You should be more afraid of Mama Wolf if you let the clip go. Gang, gang. Never snorted Colombian. Bang, bang. And I feel like he's kind of pointing out, like, look, where I come from, my mom's even going to blast you if you try to fuck up. You come at me, my mom will fucking kill you. And then pointing out, I guess, I don't know if that was he hasn't done coke or if other people haven't actually done real coke. I wasn't really sure. But lying as rapper is not a writer, boy. I'm a writer for the music I perform. Got another tour. Know what I did it for. You know, like he's got and then he goes into like a little bit of a choppier flow just pointing out that he's in it for the right reasons and other people are not i think the gist of this song is that a lot of people basically sell a lifestyle for like hamiots to try to get the freeway to like do it the like sell mm-hmm. this fake image for the free ride that comes with it by mm-hmm. signing to a label oh boy did i steal your thunder no 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 you gave me another thing go on and then ultimately these dudes is supposed to be really living life except for the middle guy that contradicts the first guy and i might be wrong because this album's been out for like a fucking day and i'm exhausted so sorry if i fucked that shit up feel free to leave comments and whatnot i enjoyed listening to this um i feel like if i put this on in the background i'm fine with it i didn't have a problem with any of it even the second verse it was just talking about it that's all i get it as a 4.5 i feel like the energy is exactly like it fits this album it's something different it's got a, it's just fun so um i as well gave it a 4.5 and the reason why i'm starting with the grade first is because there this this is a very for me a fluff track and I don't want to discredit any of the rappers. They are all great. Kasky did great. Doobie did great. And Yella did great. Um, now, I just feel like coming off the last couple of songs already, there is, there's been some depth. There's been some, like, you know, some personalization there or whatnot. This song, right off the bat, kind of just feels like we out here flexing, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's it's fantastic. I'm glad you know Kasky gives us his thing on how he's make he's out here making money and do what he's got to do. Uh, Doobie the same thing. He's doing drugs, having fun, whatever. And for me, even Yellow Wolf the same way. Kind of just proves why he's real or whatnot. Now maybe this is another tricky a trick thing where he's kind of showing like the younger generation because I've never heard of these rappers and they're new rappers. Um, how they're they're kind of like they kind of seem more flashy and everything and he's just like really super real so maybe he's trying to make a point stating like yo look at the difference between us um i don't want to think that because i don't think that he's trying to like make fun of these kids or these people like i think he's actually friends with them and like they're really cool or maybe these are the new artists that he's signing uh but it just didn't give me that like but like that first dude is sick no i'm again that's what i'm saying i'm not discrediting the rappers they are all great it's literally just lyrically i'm like this didn't give me much like it really kind of just sounds like i'm out here running shit we're bossing up we're making money we're having a good time and then yes yellow wolf kind of does the yellow wolf thing where he's like i'm older i'm saying real shit he's kind of being real about himself and then with the line at the end or some uh, near the end he goes so don't pretend to be real rappers rappers are getting you killed punking you out of a deal suckered you out of the bill the, uh, then oh the real thing then oh the real thing i'm the real thing like again he's kind of just saying like y'all don't really know what the fuck's going on and y'all think you do uh but he just does it in the smarter more 
creative way for me. Uh, but I, I do I do like the song. Again, I, I have a like, like I've kind of been saying throughout the album review so far. I I'm gonna explain a little bit more in detail at the end when we get to the whole album wrap up, uh, and it'll make more sense then. For now, I am leaving it with a four point five. All right. Well, the next song definitely features a guy on Slim American, and we're going to be talking about how we slum. Before, before we start, I do want to say rest in peace to Shoddy Fat since he is no longer with us. He's what? Bit, yeah, Shoddy Fat's dead, and I'm pretty sure it's 2018. Or Wait, really? I checked it up, yeah. Because I want to, again, this all goes back to my whole big point, but I wanted to know why this song was here and what was the the gist of this and i kind of think i know why now because shoddy fat is dead and there's like a bunch of rappers who've like weekend made a twitter about it a bunch of rappers have made a twitter about it ritz was even in the picture with him like it's a known thing well he died in 2016 there so yeah shoddy fat is not with us i did not know that i'm gonna pay my (laughs) respects to that before we continue go on yeah, I don't know. I like the little voice, the please don't make me, please don't make me take off to safety. I really like that whole little bit there. That's I think nice. it's really cool. I don't know. Shoddy Fads versus fine. Um, no disrespect or anything. It just comes in, and I feel like this song is like the last song, mm-hmm. but like with different guys. Yep. And a different beat, and an overall different flow and feel. Like it's it's a little slower, a little less attitude-y, I find. More grimy, I find. And I find it really Just enjoyable. You know, like, I actually like it. He's like, you know, fat, he bought it. Matter of fact, reroute it. Before I send them bullets flying, crashing like I killed the pilot, they're going to have to X-file it. Another missing where we at. Shit, I don't know. Tupelo, Mississippi. Like, there's a little swagger to the way it all gets delivered. Like, it really just feels equal quality to Yellow Wolf, attitude, flair coming in. That beat's I, really dope. Okay, I... Oh, my God. I... So... I noticed something. What? The two features on the last track were white, and the two features on this track are black. Oh. And I don't want to make it like a race thing, but the two features on this track just sound better than the other two features okay. on the last track. That's like, all Chris terms... Chrome. No, it's just because I, I, I like the, the you were talking about the difference in terms of how like it's a similar track, but there's a different tone, there's a different this, and I was like, that's something I noticed though was just. The two guys on the first track before were white guys, and they had a certain type of flair to them or whatnot. And the two dudes now on this track, they're both black, and it, there's a different type of uh, a different type of like um, energy know, to it. Okay, I guess because these guys seem to be a little more street, like they're, a little more coming from that side of the life, maybe. And I guess Yellow Wolf is showing these are the two sides of the worlds I'm coming from. Maybe something I noticed uh, again. Um, um, and then, I don't know, Big Henry, to me, sounded, like, fucking proper, like, just, I don't know, like, as far as, like, the street type of shit, I thought it was pretty, like, had that, like, please don't make me take all that safety, killers on front street, Bama gone crazy, this the shit they did to me, that's the shit that made me, Wheezy threw a pack out, I ran it through H Street, bought it out by Carvin, dodging black chargers, mate, you know, it just feels a little more... Typical, but honest. Like, this just him spitting about that shit that brought from his slums, from his, like, whole area. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and this chorus comes in with the we slum mixed over, like, on top of it. And then Yellow Wolf kind of just does a very similar thing to what he's done. I can't say there's anything he's really saying in this that I thought was, like, completely next level. It's just 
a really decent track in my opinion you know just yellow painting that picture griminess overall i don't know that the, the the subject matter is really what attracted me to this song it's more the, the the different flows the different like ways that they all hit it i think it's really well produced i think it just fits this album properly it's got a really good vibe and it's really strong for what it is so I gave it a 4.5. It's really cool, and it still maintains that same energy. Uh, maybe it's just in the context of the album. Like, I feel like if this song came on by itself, I might not really be bumping it quite as much as other ones out there. But if I, was, I feel like with the trunk musics, all of them, you kind of like listening to them as projects. So I'm feeling this one in the context of listening to it in the album. I as well think it's a, f- a 4.5 on 5. It's a really great song. Big Henry did his thing. Uh, Shoddy Fat did his thing. And Yellow Wolf did his thing as well. Uh, again, the lyrics are a little bit more kind of similar from the last track. They're talking about where they come from, kind of the things they had to do to kind of be where they're at. Um, I think also it could be a little bit of like an ode and a shout out and paying respects to Shoddy Fat. Um because I was kind of just trying to figure out like why we'd have the same type of song back to back, but just with two different people. I was just curious, and I, that's when that's when I found out about Shoddy Fat passing away. So um, it could be like you know showing the world like this is what he could have done. This is what like this is my buddy, my friend. This is somebody I want to pay my respects to as well. So boom, put him on, uh, like show the track. So that was really cool as well. Um, Overall, I mean, I, I gave the song a 4.5. Uh, I think it, it they, they kind of all match together in a really good way. Like, uh, Shoddy Fat had a more kind of like bassier tone to him, more like slower down and more just kind of like grimy, bossy type. Like, I don't really have to rap. I just got to talk and it's super fucking cool. Um, Big Henry, which... Um, following up with this, uh, Big Henry's a new rapper as well, too. He's only dropped, like, two projects in the last two years. I checked on Spotify. So, right now, I kind of get this feeling, like, this track and the last track is, like, Yellow Wolf kind of giving light to some newer artists on this album. Kind of, like, giving them that chance. Again, talk more about that later. Um, and uh, in result, I mean, like I said, I left it at a 4.5. It's really good. Um, it's I, I like this a little bit more um, just in terms of like sonically uh, than the last track just because of the grimier sounding feel to it. All right. So that's fun. Rich shows up. As, so is DJ Paul. I like DJ Paul. We're talking you about this track. The sixth version of the Box Chevy series. Roots. I saw Rich was fe- Ritz was featured on this track, and I sent Chris a message before I heard anything, before I looked at the lyrics, and I said, I bet Ritz brings up two subjects. I say this because we oh. reviewed Ritz's um, last call, and he mentioned cocaine and basically hoes a lot. And then every feature that we've come across with Ritz organically, feature. all of them, Anytime Rich shows up on this fucking show. The tech nine and it's all fucking random. It's not like we go out of our way. He just is on albums. We just get albums and it's and all high. <laughs> every single time, Ritz mentions cocaine. And women. And women. And then, like, his fans got really mad at me. Like, oh, you're just painting him out to be like... No. Ritz is painting himself out to be like that. You go, what are you talking about? I just, I opened it up. See, all I do is rep in North Atlanta legend, no piano lessons. I don't know how to push a key. <laughs> I like how he says it. I, want it, I, like, I like how he does it. I like, I, 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 it's, it's fucking like, hype. I, 
That's actually this. This might be the best Rids verse I've ever fucking heard in terms of flows. Like it's actually so fucking good. Well, did any scientist love American? I want to Yeah, but like the point I'm trying to make is, if you look at the rest of this verse, it's oh yeah, shining like a diamond inside of my automat, whatever. She blow a dick like Muap, make her squirt all over the seat. Now I gotta wash the car. I'm like, damn. I, I literally just knew that's what his verse was gonna entail. But I'm gonna give. I'm gonna defend him. It's so good. It works on this track. And I'm gonna say too, because this is about driving around in your fucking car. So yeah. So like, okay. What I kind of took hitting. away from this track was, and it took me a couple, a couple listens to kind of get it. Everybody's explaining what they do in a Chevy, in a I, box Chevy. Honestly, that was the. I was gonna make the same point. Um, this is the only time I've heard Ritz doing this, where I'm like, well, I guess if you're driving around in the car and you're doing blow and moving, you're dealing drugs and you're fucking women, I guess that's appropriate. So it was, it was creative, and I and I really enjoyed the but Ritz verse. I'm, I'm just saying it was a good verse. I just also think Ritz might be like, like there's a reason why he's not popping in the way that he feels he should. And it's because he's not that interesting of a person if his entire life is just cocaine and fucking house. Like, dude, read a book or two and rap about a book. You know, that one time he made a verse about how to fuck hoes and be proper because he's giving advice. Anyway, so um, the hook on this song is literally the best fucking hook on this album by far in a huge way just running 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 out and then every time we hit the pocket lot we tar our heads now let me tell y'all a story there's this guy named girl talk and he just mixes a bunch of weird shit together you should check it out either way one of his albums starts off and it's sweet jones my bitch a choosy lover never fuck without a rubber never in the sheets like it on top of the covers Anybody that like knows what the fuck I'm talking about gets why it's relevant is you're looking at me like oh, that. It sounds like it's Pimp C and it's the same fucking verse where he's like, Smash me a red one, got me a great every time we hit the oh, parking lot, we tore our heads. I, and, and I even fuck cause I it's the anthem song. Uh, uh, international players anthem part two. Anyway, that verse by Pimp C might be one of my favorite rap mm-hmm. verses of all time. It is just it's so banging. And the way it's done and smashed up the gray i just noticed it's actually in like the chorus too so like the fact that it's there it's it's actually just such a honorable for the culture kind of homage fitting into this car culture type shit i really love this hook i think yellow yellow wolves verse is fine he's bumping trunk music you know he's, he's just kind of flowing around i don't know that there's a whole lot i can add i feel like he's a sick rapper i um Cool. I, I really enjoyed his verse. I think it flows really well. I think Ritz, like the the flow on Ritz is is actually really good. But um, I I can tell the double tell you why the double XL wasn't thinking you're good enough to be on their cover. It's because you rap about boring shit. You're really talented, but the actual subject matter isn't that interesting. And I believe it's the same thing here in this verse. He does it so fucking well, and given the context of the song, it's really good. But I've never heard him do anything else. So this is why it's like, okay, in this song it really works. But I don't know. Ritz isn't that interesting to me. I like his hair though. I like guys with big hair. 
Those guys are cool usually. Uh, DJ Paul's fucking proper. He's slower down. He's hard hitting. In the trunk of my box Chevy, I keep me a speaker box like Outcast. People trying to get me for it. They st- staking out like Outback. Gosh, I would love to go to Not even. Outback Steakhouse. In my box Chevy running, you in a cutlass. But I'm dope. That's but right, my bef- dope cutlass. It. It's still part of it. Pat it like judgment. Pass it. Pass it like judgment. Wet we paint, paint and it's gutted. <laughs> Police say I'm up to something. Put the 30s on a bitch. Tell them you gotta look up to something. Do you get that though? No. Okay. So when the when the well, fucking I mean car, click on the genius when the car's gutted, it's up. It's higher up, and it's got on the big rims. So he's literally like the cop has to literally look at him because he's on these fucking huge 38, like these huge fucking like monster truck rims. Click on the genius, and you'll see I the saw, car. I saw the car. I clicked on so the genius. Cool. Either cool. way, found that bar. Five on a five. This song is amazing. This song is like the... It's so fucking good. No. It is so amazing to listen to. It's the so beat is excellent. to listen to sonically, the, but The I beat think is that... excellent. The flow is excellent. Listen, man, car culture is a real fucking thing. I don't understand it Remember because, like I said, cars, bopping cars is illegal in Canada. But... Are we allowed to have neon? No, neon lights are illegal. Like the bottom? Like the... Yeah, under yeah, the yeah, No, yeah. it's illegal. Okay. Um, we could have boring cars. <laughs> I mean, I've had... My, my friend had neon, but he... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they were, like, allowed for a little quick minute, but a cop sees you, they're going to fucking give you a hard time. Um, still, I think that overall, the flow, the energy, like, this is this is one that I could just listen to over and over and over again. I'm going to be, like, putting it on while I cycle my way to work. It's just fucking great. It's got such a cool energy to it that even if maybe it's lyrically not, like, the most philosophically interesting song, it really is... A good song showing love to the kind of life you would live in your box Chevy doing the type of shit. Like, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. It, it pays homage to the series. It's it's just, like, it almost wouldn't be a Yellow Wolf album without it. I gave it a 4.3 because Ritz, and, and here's my thing. It's a great verse, technically proficient. Your fucking machine gun skill is great. Cool. Um, but at a certain point, his voice really kind of like bleeds together and I'm, I'm not even Ooh. Ritz. Okay. I, I don't even really care or even paying attention to what he's saying anymore. It's literally just bit a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, like it, it, but it's nice. It's nice. It is nice. But I feel like that's, that's a problem though. When it, even though it's nice and even though it sounds great, I want to know what you're saying. Now, granted, I, I know you're talking about, you know, cocaine and whores and all this stuff. Cool, cool, cool. But I feel like if you were to maybe change your subject matter sometimes and had to talk about something else and didn't have to chop all that thing, we hold could hold get on. a I different... I gotta interject, like, Ritz fans. I'm not saying that that's all Ritz talks about. I'm saying everything we've ever seen about Ritz on this channel, that's all he's talked about. Go on. Maybe I'd be a little bit more interested to listen to what you're saying. Because, again, I just want to make it clear. I do respect his technique, his talent, and the verse. And the verse is great, and the song is fucking hype. But it's just the fact of every time I listen to his machine, like the machine gun flow, it's just... Like at one point, the words bleed out, and I just hear the voice, and I just hear the sound. I also want to point it out. That I think about people who do coke the same thing that people who do coke think about people who do painkillers. 
so it's not cool to do Why? coke. People who do coke tend to shit on the lean people and their mumble rap. All these like coke snorting choppers, and I'm like, bro, you do coke and you have to, you have to do your little fucking coke bumps and shit. Okay, you're, you're cool. That's just how I feel about those guys. So big ups to Yellow Wolf for not pushing that message. Like, isn't, but isn't that like it's just like a drug thing though? Like, Look, I know of, Ritz like, actually culture, doesn't describe. I, well, they're different kinds of drugs. Um, I know Ritz didn't say he was doing coke on this one, but he most definitely has in the other songs. Well, he knows how to push a key, so I don't know if that's doing a bump off a key or moving keys or coke. So either way, I took it as a coke line. <laughs> Anyway, um, just spot a bigger house for a bigger house. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. I kind of find it interesting how it's like four or five songs. Was it four songs in a row now of posse cuts? Like we went from a lot of solo stuff. Done doing reviews with you. And it's I don't, here's the thing. I'm not like hating because like it's it's not like. Like the trunk music's were mixtapes and had a lot of features and stuff. And I know that the the cook up boss is on Slamerican. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who Mop Top is. This one's a little different because Yellow Wolf starts it off because there was two that Yellow Wolf was at the end. Mm-hmm. Yellow Wolf Yellow Wolf was never in the middle, to my knowledge. Just fun, useless trivia that has nobody cares about. But um, oh, on this album, um, I hardly expected to target you, bitches. I guess it's time for me to whip it, whip it out on you like I got Tourette's with a weapon. Now who's gonna feel it? I ain't no battle rapper. I'm a war veteran. Of course I gotta get him the chord, the sentiment with the flow, the resonant gold, pure gold. What am I saying? That I am rich? That I got a lot of pretty shit? No, I'm not. But yes, I do. I find that really interesting. So he just comes in aggressive, like he's fucking ready to fight, like he's ready to like fucking take that shit and do what he's got to do with it. But also pointing it out that he's not a battle rapper, he's not in that culture, he's not in that lane, that's not the world, he's not coming at you per se. But he's a veteran, he knows how to play this fucking game. And I just love the idea that he's like, I'm not rich, but I got a lot of nice shit going on. And he doesn't need compliments. You know, he's just fucking a dope person coming in with that same level of attitude, the same level of everything. Somebody open up the door to the Chevy, let Yellow Wolf out, the Cajun. I'm going to walk through the club in some alligator hide. You would think it was Cajun. If you still hating, your pussy's on display then. And then, honestly, like, so you get the attitude, that southern, unapologetic. Who's wearing alligator shit? Not Montreal City Boys. Um, so he comes in with that certain situation and then goes, my bulls are on parade and my machine is always raging. Because Bulls on Parade is a very good song by a certain band called Rage Against the Machine. And if you don't know it, you should listen to it because Rage is dope. Then boys, they got that Led Zeppelin. is Jimmy Page in. So I get it. Sort of. That was... That was I mean, I'm going to say that I think that that is a lame follow-up to the Rage Against the Machine line, but because Led Zeppelin kind of sounds like bullets flying or, you know, because yeah, it's flying. Like, yeah, yeah, Led's, and yeah, then yeah. Jimmy Page is the singer of Led Zeppelin. So you think and that's why it's kind of whack. It's not as cool as the other one. Still, I, I find that he really does do the I'm all the way up. Where on Genius, I think it would be fair to add the uh, annotation for credit if you want it to say it interpolates all the way up by uh, Fat Joe and Remy Ma and uh, the other two. Even though uh, the other guy's suing Fat Joe, according to, I don't know if you watch State of the Culture, but you get to see all the good stuff with Remy Martha. Yep. Um, so I really thought it was cool. I'm all the way up. Don't 
let your pride get you folded because I'm all the way down, bitch. You think I won't tote it then? You all the way wrong. Go back to sleep. Get nice and cozy because I'm all the way up. We'll all the way up. Turn. You get the sense that he's all the way up and a success in a certain thing, but he's all the way down and grimy. Like he didn't let it get to his head. He's still who person he was, where he comes from. Even though his whole life has changed and it's fucking dope. And at this point, the song's excellent. It's so great. I'm really, really feeling it. Not going to lie. Um, but then I'm, I feel like the other two guys, and no disrespect, it's good. But it's not like the same level of absolutely good that I felt Yellow Wolf brought to the table. <clears throat> and I get it. This is actually doing what... A certain label guy that Emin, uh, sorry, we didn't even mention it. This is the last album on Shady Records, so we know we're going to get a comment from somebody who didn't get this far in the review. But yeah, and then they're going to delete the comment because that's usually what happens. That's totally fine. I actually really <laughs> Wait, enjoy that. Really? So yeah, what happens is somebody will leave a comment and I'll get the notification. But like, if let's say I'm sleeping and I wake up, I'll see the notification. Oh, you guys completely forgot to mention some shit that like a moment like this will happen, right. and then they'll delete that comment. I'm like, okay, that's fair. Just leave the comment. It's good points for us. Um, but uh, then, uh, so like Eminem on Shady Records absolutely is bullshit. Didn't put Yellow Wolf on his album. Doesn't like hook up to friends. Doesn't get people to spots. I criticized Eminem for that. Didn't what does Yellow Wolf do? Gives oh, all on, his people on. the spots. Back it up. I'm pretty sure we had a conversation or... If we didn't, I overheard a conversation on whatever podcast or something. Um, isn't it, like, believable that he doesn't really have that, like, say? Like, I mean, okay, I'm not M &M saying that. does not have that say? Like, in a way, like... Dude, what are you trying to say? Because I'm, tr I'm trying to say, like, didn't... Fuck, didn't like Eminem say in his interview with like Sway in the morning that four part that like sometimes he doesn't even know like like he doesn't even get the information like he doesn't even know what gets cut or whatnot like yeah okay I don't really know what you're talking about personally but I think at the end of the day there's a point that we can make regardless of who's in charge and what's being said that Eminem does not put Yellow Wolf on his albums. Mm -hmm. Whereas Yellow Wolf is putting all of his boys, like three or four guys off of this American label that are signed to him, onto Trunk Music 3 is big fucking thing, right? Right. So I'm going to say that because when we talked about the Boogie album, I give a whole oh, fucking yes. – we got a whole video on Rainy Days. You can go check that out where I basically called out Eminem on being – a bullshit label person and really not understanding how to show love or be about the squad or shit like that based on his actions for how awful his verse was in the album while the verse is really good as a standalone verse. So the song as a single, it works as part of the bigger project was trash. I think what Yellow Wolf has done here is allowed like his people to be just part of this journey and considering the position he's in like you know what I know now who the fuck Cook Up Boss and Mop Top are I never would have heard their names if it wasn't for them being on this project so Yellow uh, Eminem is not doing that for his people including Yellow Wolf mm -hmm. Eminem uh, Yellow Wolf is doing that for his people which is dope be that as it may I think that they're good. Like, Mop Top starts off, hey, I gotta do the speed limit. Look, trust me. You know, I guess he's got warrants and shit, so he can't afford to get caught or whatever. 
That's just what I took from that. I could be completely wrong. Cutting the hair, trying to give it a mullet, because I guess mullets is popping now. Are they? I don't know. My hair's getting mullet-like. If you want to look at the back. I'm, I'm working on my mullet. Uh, Bonnie will make me cut my mullet when it becomes one. Uh, pocket Rick Ross, baby. I think I'm hustling. Dope was so strong. And I'm like, whatever. I don't actually care about that. She on the board like Coyote Ugly. Woke up and ate lit like the dentist. It's like, fine, nothing there. It's like, it's not bad. It's, it's fine wrapping. It's like what I would call average nothing there blows my mind nothing there's super interesting it's just a guy who's able to write a sick verse and and do his shit proper like it's well delivered the skill of rapping is hit proper the overall quality of the interestingness eh. uh cook up boss it's a similar story uh i just keep working on my wrist ain't got no time for these bitches they treat me like i'm a star I can't stay out the kitchen i used to re-up the on listing and whatever saying a bunch of stuff and then the verse ends but he sounds good so like if i'm listening to this project like the it's all good i just don't care about the verses so on the one hand i'm really happy that yellow wolf puts his people on on the other hand i wish the people had come in and said something been a little more interesting like if you're given the opportunity to be on yellow wolf's album don't make the kind of rap that the other guy on another Yellow Wolf song is kind of saying he's tired of. You know, like, make him better. And so that I'm a little confused about as a person. But I think it's, like, really a decent song. I'll give it a 4.2. This is definitely not one I'd be recommending. It's, it's I'm like, I'm okay. It's okay. For me, it lands at a 4 on 5. Um, at this point, I don't... The beat is just too good to be at a 4. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not the the beat the beat's good, it's it's okay the song's okay it's just it's another posse cut it's another kind of for me fluff like there wasn't really any introspective bars there wasn't really any like granted granted it's all personal right like He's I do believe given us a lot of that on the I album. do believe that these people do what they're saying they're doing so I'm not taking that away but I guess like. I don't really particularly want to hear the similar type of song, even though there's different artists back to back four times, slightly. I'm just saying that, like, I think we got like a chunk of the album. It was all about his past and his context and whatever. Now it's more about the people around him for a little bit. And then it phases into like almost like the third act of the album. So it's almost like it's broken up or into chunks of what it is, you know? Mm Okay. We got the really personal past stuff. Then we got the hip hop is love stuff. And then we got the friends, you know, because you can't. It's hard to it's hard to date hip hop when you got your friends involved, you mm-hmm. know. And we got picked between the. I'm just joking here. And then uh, I don't know. I think it's all fine. I know. Then we get to the final act, which is the last few songs, which kind of break away from having friends and going into back to just Yella telling us stories and shit again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you have more to comment here. No, no, that was it. All right. So speaking of again, the next one's called Over Again. While the song on the one hand is about alcoholism and his desire to drink, it's obviously, according to Chris Crome, a metaphor for hip hop. <laughs> Am I right? Is it a metaphor? Is the song bigger? Is it deeper? Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding on. I feel like I caught you off guard, and because I, because I, because watch, we're gonna talk about it, and I can probably link it. 
Okay, um, so no, Chris didn't have a great theory here. Um, I mean, I think this is a pretty because I mean, over the course of his albums, he's definitely talked about alcohol abuse a bunch, like like a lot. Especially like even on Trial by Fire, like you know, drink until I'm edumaficated, you know, that whole like part there. Anyway, why do I feel like killing myself with this love? Why do I drown my sorrow inside of the clubs? Why must I do these things to hurt just to feel alive? Maybe my icons are desperate. Maybe why? I'm not afraid to tell God I'm a troubled soul. Trouble is how I write all this shit, so I guess he knows. I made a living off a grave digging. I'm a stone setter with no diamonds, just one in the rub. So put two in my cup. I'm downtrodden writing. And then it just kind of flows into the hook. And I feel like it's just a powerful little intro where... He knows that as he goes through this rush of getting drunk and escaping and pushing, it's just kind of like not a good situation. But simultaneously, it's fueled all of his success. So it's kind of like a mixed and twisted situation. Um, Can't see you again. Too many drinks over and over again. It's just this keeps happening. It's like a cycle. That's why I'm saying it's kind of like alcoholism. You know, scared from what the knife brought, beauty cuts deep, especially tonight. Yeah, especially I walked a broken line till I reach a deep trench, swim across the risky river, no defense, dark days, baby boy, no lights on. I bear the alleyways, cold grip python. You know, it's got a serious situation going on. Maybe he's got a little bit of scars. Maybe he's got some deep memories and some dark things. And then, you know, Molotov cocktail to my ether hot flash. Nightmare sweet stains in the sheets. Yeah, it's dream state. So, you know, like those wet, sweaty dreams and fucking bullshit that comes from being smashed. Or even if you're trying to go sober, the withdrawal process is fucking difficult. So, hell's fire is a deep lake and the devil is a cheap date. He's a cheap date. Super trashed and you're like sweating out your toxins and you know and the idea is that it's like the devil's a cheap date it's like it's so easy to give into that temptation it's so easy to indulge the devil and you know just take that first drink which leads into that chorus and it like kind of fades out again and um i don't i i feel like it's just a really short but like relatively it's not like five minutes like some of the other ones but it really is atmospheric it's got this power to it and you really feel his pain and how he simultaneously escapes through the alcohol. So, like, you know it's a problem, but he almost has to do it because of all the scars. And we've gone over so much on this album already that the placement is really good because now it's, like, it's almost justifiable in a weird sense. Like, you get why he's drinking, whereas, let's say this is the first song, it might be a weird kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, starting off with, Ella, fuck! Bama is the right fucking move every time. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed this in the sense of like it changes the vibe a lot. It goes into this new place. It's really personal. It's really deep. It's I almost like, like a dip. It took a preface to like the fo- the next song too. And um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I gave it a four point seven five. And I was like, damn, this is the c-. rather than all the posse cuts. I would have personally rathered a few more of these. Um. Well, you basically quoted the entire thing I highlighted from the I verse. Because there's, um, like, that is the whole verse. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, it's really good. I gave it a 4.6. It's really good. Um, and, and you know what? Now that you, you kind of broke it down in, like, different acts, this is pretty cool how, like, we kind of shift from the whole, like, like you said, like, for friends. Now the friends are gone, and now we're suddenly alone, and now we're kind of drinking, and now we're, we're spiraling down that rabbit hole of, of alcoholism and blah, 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 blah. So that was, like, like 
again, having these conversations really kind of bring open up the more things in this album, which is really, really interesting. And, and I really like songs that, you know, really can get you to spark different type of perspectives. So that's cool. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this song. It's, it's, it's just really great to see that he can... I like how he's talking about his issue in a way that it doesn't feel like he's forced to. Like, he genuinely is just kind of... Maybe you're supposed to have, like, this aspect of feeling like you're also kind of, like, drinking as well. And you're just kind of, like... He's kind of just, like, talking to himself about his problem. Reminiscing him on, like, certain things that he may have done while drinking or whatnot. So, it, it was just really good. Four, four point, four point six on 5. And really, when you do something over and over again, it's nothing but an addiction. Man. I just wanted to start off... Um, that beat is so 90s. Yeah, like, that is so old school compared to what we've been getting and like the different type of mashups. And it, I was just listening, we were just kind of listening to it roughly now. And it's like what you said about like the whole like how Yellow wanted 14 yeah. different sounds. Like, this is definitely that old school hip hop guy who's in there, like, yeah, okay, I'm vibing to this. Like, this is this is attracting maybe like an older audience or something like that. And then the hook, though, still has like a bit of a fresher singy feel. Like, Mama said I was a space cadet, that I would lose my head if it wasn't attached. Thank God I was touched with the vision of rap because I still ain't got the patience yet to deal with the truth because the truth is sickening. So to sleep pigs in the pig pen, I'm sure the devils have got him a big grin watching my head spin with moral afflictions, addiction. It's fascinating, right? Because he's kind of pointing out like, yo, I can basically only imagine what the fuck would be my life would be like with all of these addictions and shit if I wasn't a rapper. Because thank fucking God the rap paid me because of the type of person I am. It's a little bit fucked up. So like then he kind of, I think, uses the verses to in the first verse kind of describe his situation where he's kind of like floating around the drug dealing situation but really he i don't feel like he's really doing it he's more of a consumer he's more of a into this wilder lifestyle he's uh, into chasing girls um well pocket full of lures but i ain't catching fish yeah. i'm catching bitches from the sewer yeah i played it uh yeah i played in it skipping jump roping and jumping fences and jumping off bridges jumping out of the whip and knocking your door off the fucking hinges playground full of syringes gray so like, I mean, buses 20 pounds 22 two, pounds i mean maybe he was doing that or maybe he was around it well i mean in one song we also find out like you know his mom like is he yeah but i feel like i don't know how much she dealt actually he dealt i know he was around it i know a lot of shit's going on mm -hmm. but i feel like a couple of suicides because they couldn't play the plug when little jay died i remember the day it was like the shock that it became just the way it was this is a sad reality dealing with casualties like it's an average thing as if life was meant to be battled we rattled the snake took off the brakes of an 18 wheeler and dui thought it was casually survived it how did we so i feel like the whole verse is just like just again that environment of where they're coming from how drugs impact it how addiction makes people chase some shit and then you know in those moments where you realize you're fucked and you can't pay your deal people actually killed themselves and shit and there's actual impact that it had on it i kind of took it as like in terms of addiction like the way i kind of took the verses the way i, I felt he was kind of presenting them it's like these are things that he he did back in the day but also maybe alluding to like 
oh, but I'd still do it today. Like, I'm kind of addicted to that life. But I feel like it's more, this is the type of shit we did as addicts to, like, get our highs, okay, to chase that. our fixes and shit. I see that. Because, like, that. in the chorus, like, imagine, now he's a rapper. If he wants to go and do a bunch of fucking drinking and whatever, he could probably afford it. He could probably just afford yeah, his know, fix. He goes to the bar, gets the drink, and he goes to Hooters for the shooters. Right. And so, I mean, Nirvana had him dancing with Mr. Brownstone. Guns followed by roses laid on the gravestone. C'est la vie, baby. Now it's, it's now gone. Baby ain't hurting, but the streets is covered in tears, leaving these mothers here to grieve. Ain't no subtle fear. It's obvious and aware of the robbery of a pair of two brothers dark in a fairy tale. Because the brothers Grimm do fairy tales. That's actually a dope line. Nice. Uh, anyway, for you genius annotators, that's a brothers Grimm line. Um, anyway, I feel like he's pointing out that this whole like environment creates like this horror story or this because the Brothers Grimm stories like all those fairy tales they're all fucking twisted and dark and evil and the kids all get killed and shit. So that's kind of what happens in the scenario, I guess, in this world of addicts and drug addiction and all this other shit that's going on. Um, oh, well, that boy really... wouldn't hurt a fly. He wouldn't paint a pumpkin. Now he's a maniac. Pack of serrated blades, carving his name into his skin in a perverted way. Went from a chicken to a bird of prey. Went from a spark in the kitchen to an uncontrolled flame. The fully auto was tamed. Now it's reloaded, cocked, and aimed. He picked up the poison when he picked up the loose change. I might be wrong. I could be. But I feel like it's almost describing that spark of when addiction kicks in and you go from like a regular person to like a fucking psycho to like deal well, with it. Actually, um, in verse two, he goes, a penny for your thoughts. How can you spend before you before you go insane? Life is a bitch, man, to drive you crazy, to drive you crazy till you take the wheel and switch lanes. Or you could make your deal and take a pill for this pain. But the only thing you will conceal is shame, is shame. It's like he's even kind of just to follow up on your point it feels like acknowledging that and seeing how like you go from a normal person to these fucking fiends or whatever you want to call them it's like you're not really feeling good about yourself right you don't really feel good about yourself maybe in that moment maybe in that time period you're like oh yeah i feel high i'm great but do you really feel good that you're like out here doing and like hard narcotics hard drugs like, are you, I, I don't know. I, I like that kind of interp, I kind of like that, like that double sided there. Um, I also like the fact that of the, the fairy tale concept, cause it's like a fairy tale. You're thinking like, oh, it's all pretty games. That's the high. That would be the high of whatever, you know, drug addiction or whatever adrenaline you're trying to fuel, whatever dopamine you need. Uh, but then the grim part is like when you're not high no more or when you're not on that adrenaline rush or dopamine rush and you're like back in reality and it's like people are like dying, robbing or whatnot. That, uh, that was just a really cool connection. That's fair. Um, I really enjoyed the song. I thought it was really honest again. And really take this is like it took on such a serious subject and really he takes on a perspective that I guess isn't popular uh, in the sense that he's not glorifying drug use. He's kind of pointing out that maybe it's it's not as good or, or that the whole environment is kind of whack. Anyway, I give the song 4.5. I love the overall flow. I like the difference between the chorus and like the verses and I do like how old school that beat really does feel. So yeah, 4.5. Nice. I gave it a uh, 4.3. I landed at a 4.3 for me. All right. So we're finally coming up to the last one. And based on the, it's like way past two hours now of us recording. So I know that this final product should be pretty long. And y'all are over here with us. So somebody an hour ago in our time of recording this 
Chak the Christian on Genius said that this track is a diss track on its DAX. I don't know if that's true or not. I just thought I would share that with you. Do you guys think this is a diss track on its DAX? I guess DAX like the Ottawa dude? Is it's Dax somebody that's different than Dax? Like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. We have Spotify. Anyway, um, I really, really, really like this song. Basically, I took it as he is kind of real as fuck. He kind of paints together his picture of, like, his life in a, in, a, like a, in a success. Like, Silverado, Black Package, dealership, didn't have time to tag it. So he gets this new car. He's riding around Nashville, picks out the producer. Oh, so the dude's name is Dax. Who's Dax? Like, the dude's name is just Dax. Which guy? Like... The Ottawa the, guy? Who, well, whoever is... Like, the one that the, the Drake people jumped? This is the only... Yeah, like that dude, no? I, Isn't it? I assume so. Anyway. An upcoming artist who is currently making something. That's fine. Absolutely nothing. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so he kind of is... He's cruising around, and he's winning, and he's got to put in all this hard work. Keep in mind, he's like 39, so to get success late in your life, like 30, mid-30s, he's popping, early 30s. So it's not like he, he like came up when he was in his 20s and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked when he's like, I had to cut my own path and do something that had never been done. Alabama ain't no cakewalk. I showed the world how to we pop that trunk. You know that song? It's like, meth lab in the back in the beat, bitch, share, boo, 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 with the early morning fog. It's a fucking great track. And it's one shot down, you know, he was moving on. And this old fuck boy keeps looking at me. He walks <coughs> up to us, then offers me a drink. You know he wants to hang. He must think that I'm a tree. I never thought about that. That's a cool line, you know, because you'd hang from a tree. Want to be rock and roll. He starts rambling about who he knows and where he's been, how many records he's sold, and with who and this and that. And (coughs) he can't pretend to like this douchebag. He's got boots and he looks and he's dressing a certain way. And he's ghostwriting certain shit for other people. And I really like he goes, the shit he told me he wrote for so-and-so is just so, so whack. You know, I don't know if he's talking about a particular person or if this is just a series of people he keeps encountering, these fake little pop rappers supporting the industry who all act and look a certain way but don't like live the life. And what I have to give him credit for is he's not attacking mainstream people. He's not attacking mumble rappers. He's attacking fake people who don't like really live that shit. And he's kind of pointing out like I have to encounter you guys who come up to me and try to brag to me about all of your accomplishments. But eh, I think it's all shit, you know. From over here, you just a bitch. From over here, you a liar and a thief, man. From over here, you make us sick. From over here, you faking to get rich. Don't come over here. It's really powerful to me, you know. You can't sit with us. Congratulations. Hope your mom is proud of what you've done, but she may be the only one. Oof. Like, you know, you may have you may have made a bunch of money making, like, vapid pop songs or helping the black communities poison. I'm not, I don't want to go there too far, but there is definitely a theory that um, music labels have allowed certain rappers to thrive because they promote certain messages that encourage things like black-on-black violence and drugs in the hood to keep certain communities down. So if you want to support that shit to make money and be a fake little gangster type for the money, then you're not welcome. And then I, I feel like he kind of flows on through with the second verse and it's very similar and he's he's very legitimate and then other people are kind of not so much, you know, never lost touch, never got beat. Lots of rapper talk about who's doing what. Not a single one said shit about me. Now that's respect. That's a fact. And I was thinking to myself, like, 
Who beefs with Yellow Wolf? No one, because he's fucking legit and he's fucking dope. And he's he just, also off the radar. To be fair, he did get some flack uh, over that Confederate flag shit, but it's never been like him as a rapper having beef and drama and bullshit. That's the thing. When's the last rap beef Yellow Wolf's in? I don't know. I don't follow Yellow Wolf's rap beef history. But uh, I just feel like overall, though, this song oozes with like, I have accomplished some shit by putting in like, 20 years of work type shit mm-hmm. uh, y'all sold your soul to get there uh, i don't want to fuck with that then at the outro fake fucking rock stars don't come over here politicians politicians cop cars don't come over here pill popping slopping rappers don't come over here all you motherfucking biters don't come over here so unless you legit unless you proper don't waste this fucking time this might be a, another one of my absolute favorite tracks on this album the energy the authenticity the excellent beat work the overall flow of just him putting it down like i'm real is very important and all you guys pretending to be real for money you little ghostwriting little fucks fuck off i'm not interested i love the swagger i give it a 5.5 5, a 5 nice um i enjoy the song i think that it really kind of breaks down again re reassuring who he is and what he's really trying to do um he doesn't really want to fuck with fake people he doesn't really want to fuck with anybody who's trying to just do it and i'm gonna say for the money because i feel like yellow wolf does give a fuck about the culture enough and like the music itself to really just do it for the love of hip-hop um so there's a certain like i feel like there's a certain line he's trying to make so that he can divide like himself away from whatever the fuck else he doesn't really want to be part of which is really cool um i did quote the line about him not being spoken about and having that and that's being respected i i really think that's cool like nowadays especially how everybody's kind of just flipping at each other and we could talk new generation or we could talk whoever but it's like everybody's kind of beefing everyone's kind of trolling and it's not really like legit or not legit but it's for a lot of clout it's for a lot of just trying to get those views and get that get that out there he's not really about that he doesn't need to do that to get his fans or to get the views or to get whatever he's really kind of bringing it to like yo just spit your music like be real and 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 really try to give back to the community in terms of the realness and the wisdom that you can really just say and, and, and try to teach people what your life has been and what you're trying to do and whatnot. And I think there's like a humble little side to that, like just wanting better as well as acknowledging all the all the all the, the messed up shit he may have gone through and whatnot. It's still like he wants to give back in a better way and he doesn't really want to support any of this fake nonsense. So And to quote I believe it's Shania Twain. Um, he's saying to these people, that ain't impressing me much. Hey, (laughs) 4.5 on 5. All right. Um, that's the end of this review. I mean, Trunk Music 3 is a very versatile album in the sense that, I mean, it's not like, it's like Trial by Fire was really cohesive, I found. Like, it was really like solid and it was, it was next level in that regard. This album was a little bit, I feel like a bit more of a, it was, it was meant to be every song is different, but also every song could be bumped in your trunk. Um, I, I gave the album a 4.59. 
I don't know if I can really call this a classic per se because when it comes to Yellow Wolf, I'm extremely biased and I really fucking like his shit. But I really enjoy this album. It is going to be one I return and revisit. There are so many songs on this project that I think are absolutely worth listening to. I'll be honest, most of the posse cuts, eh, I can probably live without, except for Buck Chevy 6, because using Pimp C in that manner was dope. And like overall, you got a lot of personal stuff. You got a lot of that imagery of his environment, where he comes from. Maybe a look at drugs that is is different than like average people would be giving and i feel like his perspective is so honest and distinct that the sound uh, mixed sorry mixed with like the overall diverse array of sounds it's just a really cool and unique experience like i can't say there's anybody that's really like yellow wolf out there mm-hmm. i can say there's people like ritz but i cannot say there's people like yellow wolf he's just got this cool weird unique flair to everything he does and i think Trunk Music 3 had a high hype coming into it. I was extremely excited, and it absolutely is something I'm completely satisfied with. I like Trial by Fire a little bit more, but I still think this is ju- it's just great. It's definitely like right up there, and it has me going, damn it, am I really going to have to wait another year and a half for more Yellow Wolf? Or maybe now that he's free from Shady, we can get quicker shit. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Still, love this album. I would recommend it to a lot of people. Okay, so I have two grades, and I have a reason for that. That's fine. I would like to hear your reasons. The, f- the Trunk Music 3, track 1 to, f- to 14, right? Yes. Track 1 to 14, that whole playlist is a 4.3 on 5. The album is great. I, I I like what he did. I like the, the different sounds, the different tones, the different uh, energies and vibes he wants to try to do. I like how he's trying to interact with all sorts of different type of people on every different song in terms of, like, again, sonically, the, the vibe and everything like that. So perfect. And I think that, you know, as my first Trunk Music uh, album, it, it was it was really a really nice experience. Um my problem though is I noticed something between this album and Trial by Fire and why I think I like Trial by Fire a lot more. There's no actual features on there. Trial by Fire has certain features in the terms of like singing a chorus or doing a hook and giving another emphasis to another type of emotion to try to build the grander picture of the song or the track. But the entire album is all Yellow Wolf back to back to back to back. And I fell in love with Trial by Fire just for that, just for that, um, that reason, that, that personal connection that he was giving here. My problem with this album is that, yeah, I will take, I could take out all four of the, all four of the posse cuts and I would probably like this album a lot better. If we were to do that, the album got a 4.7. Um, I calculated it and it equaled up to that so every time i need the parking lot for me turn heads how could you not have that one included because yellow wolf and this is really gonna hurt me to say this and please don't hate me but i don't think he really did as best as he could overall on all the posse cut tracks as he did on the other songs I don't know if that's true at all. Yellow Wolf was fucking great. Yes, he is great, but I feel like he kind of just went, I'm going to spit a verse, 
and I'm re- I'm gonna do it. It's gonna but be like, fucking dope. There's a certain degree of like, I think like what trunk music is more of the vein of a mixtapey feel. But that's why I started off my, uh, the album and review with it's. A, I feel like it's a playlist. Like I, I can don't know see what the this fuck as a playlist is. A playlist is some shit Drake did that one time, and I hope we all never use it again to describe an album. And wow. if there's more Correct. playlists out there, fine. But there's, it's a fucking mixtape or it's an album. Stop making up new fucking terms. But, like, I think that those songs were important for, like, the sake of putting out a scene, for building up some shit. I like, do agree. like, it's bigger than just that. It's, it's like, and I don't, I think you're underselling his performance on those songs. I do think a couple of them, the features were not as solid, but I don't know. I think that it's, it's, not a requirement for a rapper to be by himself on every song we've seen like albums where like there's like one song where the guy's by himself yeah no, of course and i don't give us like 10 solo tracks i'm not trying to say that i'm just Sorry, saying like nine solo tracks and mgk's one the I'm, I'm just saying the i guess i prefer a which lot is, of the solo yellow wolf tracks but like at the same time for him i guess the goal is to do different stuff of course and that he accomplished really well. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just think that, like, if that's all he ever did on his albums, he might end up sounding kind of monotonous, like maybe a certain Cole might sound, depending on how J. Cole's new album comes out. But, like, sometimes playing with features is a cool way to just collaborate. I don't know. And then also, more importantly, I like the fact that he put his people on. And I think that that taking that maybe hit on your song to put your people on is really important if you're going to be Mr. Label Man because I mean I guess he's not free to go do his own thing fair enough anyway I really dug it uh, Chris clearly didn't like the posse cuts but like the rest of it that's no, fair no no I, I like the album I just it's fine it's fine I can live without them um, thank y'all for watching we totally appreciate you being here um, it's, uh, it's really cool it really means the world to us Feel free to uh, join us in the comment section. Anything you want to say, we can have a little conversation. I promise if you leave a comment, we will answer it. Um, special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Rose School 1994, uh, Lindell Williams, and Jonathan Barnes. Y'all are freaking awesome people. Um, totally appreciate the support um helped us get a new camera recently helping us get to the next level in exchange they get to tell us to review certain albums and we have to come do it and i get access to content early and a couple other things like when we're early sometimes we're last minute with it either way we're gonna flush that out more as it goes we have a public discord and a private patreon one but you can check out the discord in in the description below and uh yeah uh feel free to subscribe to the channel for more reviews hit that like button if you liked it uh hit that dislike button if you did not and leave a little comment because youtube loves the point so if you did not like it you know don't leave me a scathing comment telling me how much you hate it because you know youtube wouldn't want me to come answer you and us get more points on the video anyway We'll be back soon with more shit. Uh, this one did take a little bit longer than I thought it would, but that's okay. Yella.